right, all you mongrels, it's time for another episode of Give Me Back My Action. Movies, the most action-packed podcast on the action podcast network. It's not the action podcast network, it's the Give no. Me Back My Podcast Network. Yes. Yeah, I know. It doesn't matter. Hey, no, everyone, welcome good. to another episode of Give Me Back My Action Movies on the Give Me Back My Podcast Network. I am Dan, that is Charlie. That is me. And that is Nate. Nate, how dare you tell my village. Hey, so first and foremost, I was thinking about this while I was in the shower about 10 minutes ago. I was holding different parts of my body in a, in a scrubby puffy at the same time. And I was thinking to myself, maybe we should all have nicknames finally. Nicknames. Good oh, luck. You can't create yeah, nicknames. Yeah, yeah, people like, have to give you nicknames. Yeah. Right. So we all have to give each other nicknames. So we have to do handles. No, no. Maybe. Other people have to do that for us. No, no. So if I give it to you, I'm another person, right? I'm other people. I don't know if that how. This I goes. don't know if that's how it goes. I'm also terrified as to what my yeah. Like, is. what was your ideas? Well, I just thought about calling Nate Mister Fancy Pants. All right, I like that. Go on. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have anything <laughs> for Charlie. I'm not calling him Fancy Pants all the time. Yeah, that's true. You would have to then keep doing that. And I don't like yeah. that. No, yeah. I don't. I don't understand shows with nicknames. Just I was thinking, is there a way that we could dub each other for this entire episode? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, starting, okay, we're going to uh, start here in a second. All right, on okay, three, uh, all right, I think we okay, can do this. Nate, who do you want to do? Uh, I want to be Charlie. Okay, Charlie, you be me, and I'll be Nate. Okay. Okay, okay. All, right. <clears throat> all right, here we go. Okay, Nate, you all have to bring right. us back. Okay, who's, who's being me again? Uh, Charlie's being I, Dan. I'm being you. Okay, okay, so on three, and then you come back in like we're starting to show. Ready, Charlie, and go. And welcome back to Give Me Back My Action Movies with the Diabolical Duo. Now it's actually a trio. Is that what we were doing? No, see, I have no, no idea. No, Charlie, no, was, no, okay. no, Charlie was supposed to be me coming into the show, like starting the show as me, like how I started. And then I was going to be you and you were going to be him. All right. Instead, but I thought you we ended up being the, the, the narrator from Batman. Yeah. <laughs> You know we're not recording video. It doesn't quite translate on. Yeah, podcast. but that no, could have no, been no, a no, podcast totally well, exclusive. Yeah, yeah, it could have we been will. like we were starting a whole new thing. Yeah, yeah. So we no, we're going to be each other. We're going to do each other's lines, but we're going to do them. Oh, we're going to do them as as y'all. So you be me, Nate be Charlie, I'll be Nate. Ready oh. and go. go. Okay, hold hold on. I gotta get away from my microphone to do Dan. And welcome back to the Gang Give Me Back My Action Movies Podcast. I'm Dan Collie. And with me as always is Charlie. Charlie, what's going on? That's you. Oh, Dan. you know, Bubba, not too much, Bubba. How we doing, buddy? This is buddy? off the rails already. <laughs> this is so I don't like this. This is not good. <laughs> I don't like it. Stop I'm going to do a three-sentence Yeah, like it, now. Oh, that sure is unfortunate, Here you know. Go, Charlie, I don't care. Well, from Paris with hey, love, you know stinks. What? I'll stinks be back. I don't like it. I'll be back. This is my three-letter synopsis, three-thing synopsis. Uh, Not we're today, doing a, asshole. <laughs> it was a movie, and there were some bullets, and we watched it. I, I don't have to the, tell you, Dad. I like blood and guts and gooey-ooey gories. I give this entire bit a two. <laughs> so we're done now. All right. I don't know if this is staying in the episode. Oh, it, oh and obviously, if it, if, it, if it doesn't, I'm out. <laughs> Threaten me with something that matters. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. Matter. 
threaten me with something that matters. See? Are we not threaten doing it anymore? Something that ma- oh, we're, oh, I thought we were all doing Charlie now. That's what, yeah. I hate Give me back right my Charlie now. podcast. Give me back my Charlie Chase podcast. As I don't know what you're talking about. I, I know I don't have any butt. My pants don't stay up. As evil overlord. I'm Saul's and drills. Oh, Saul's and drills. I'm the evil overlord. <laughs> we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. Stop. You guys should start a podcast with me. Oh, that is turning into a regret. All right. <laughs> so, Let's do one about beards. Give me back my beard. The podcast. That was brought up one day. So, <laughs> again, it doesn't translate. Well, you can hear my beard. That's how that's we just do it that a, way. That's not a beard. No, well, it's 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 a beard. Come on, boys. We're doing a movie today. Oh, yeah, we are doing a movie. We oh. That's what we gathered up today, oh, wasn't so, it? Shit, I forgot about that. So, I watched this one. Yeah. yeah you Good. Um, I'm two for two. Nate Starting was in strong. the doghouse for a while here um, after the debacle on Gimme on uh, from Paris with Love. <laughs> we got him so messed up, Nate. Good job. I'm so yeah, I know. Um, and then the movie he picked for the horror show was atrocious. And I was really getting scared that because we allowed him to pick yeah, this for some movie. reason. I still got to sneak this I, one in. I still don't know how he got this one in while Dan and I were trying to figure it out. I'm was very it charming. He's the ask, new guy. Can I ask for dibs on the next one then? Sure, man. Yeah. That's, cool, gotcha. that's okay. fine. All right, yeah, that's but fine. After the two train wrecks, after our battle on social media that Nate and I have had. Blood has been spilled. Blood has been shot in spilled. Yeah, he got shot I, yeah, I shot Nate in the head. I uh, I watched this movie, and I had seen this movie, but it had been a Gotta long sure time dead, since I had seen this movie. <laughs> and I watched it last night, and... Frog on a hot plate. And Nate... Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! <laughs> Just when I think you couldn't possibly... I don't know why it's looping. That's how <laughs> off the rails this show is tonight. I like this one. I'm uh, already giving this. I'm giving this episode uh, like an eight. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely, an definitely eight. like. Already. I think we might finally get it together. So, uh, no, 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 no. no. All <laughs> no, right, no. Okay. So as you all can see, <laughs> I redeem myself. Body, no. <laughs> I just said y'all. Hey, so as you all can see, this movie. Depending on what part of the country or the part, what part of the world, rather, world. you're from. Yeah. Yes. I know. Yeah. I'm an idiot. What part of the world you're from, this movie was Fists of Fury or The Chinese, Chinese Connection. Connection or Yan Wu Man? Yeah, it was like uh, Yan Wu, Jin Wu, something Jin like Wu that. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I don't know. Um, when you Google it, that one comes up with mm-hmm. pictures of the other two because googling this to find out where to watch it was hell for the first like 20 minutes for us yes because i found it nate's describing it and i'm like i think that's chinese connection he goes i think it's fist of fury and then i googled it and it's like jin woo and i was like wait is any of these the one where he's a telephone repair man and it's like yes yes and then we found out that this was had different names because of a movie that was in america first called fist of fury which no was S. actually Bruce Lee's first big blockbuster called The Big Boss. The Big China, Boss. Which yes. is my box set that I have of the whole Bruce Lee collection. It's 
the big boss, and then Fist of Fury. Fist of Fury. Uh, yeah. I'm used to calling it Chinese Connection, and I'm used to calling Big Boss Fist of Fury just because of the American audience. Like, I, right. it's just kind of like a standard thing, I guess. But now I'm like, I, I, I kind of feel comfortable calling it Fist of Fury instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. So I grew up watching the Bruce Lee movies a lot, and oh, yes, same. Th- and so, so I'm thinking this is. Fist of Fury, you know, Chinese. I'm, I know Chinese connection, but again, I knew Fist of Fury. So I'm trying to find it. I'm like, I don't find nothing. I like look up Chinese. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I see how it's listed now or what have you. But yeah. Yeah. I was so, a little worried one of us was going to watch the wrong movie and it wasn't going to be me because I knew my shit. I don't <laughs> think it, I don't think right. it would have mattered. I really don't. Well, because no, like okay, Big Boss is much of, more story driven. Yes. For like the yes. first 40 minutes. And then it kind of turns into what we know of from Bruce Lee. This one is like the opposite where it's like nonstop ass beatings. Here's what's funny. If you, I, I can't remember if it was on Google or M, uh, Google or IMDb. But anyway, I looked, I was looking them up to make sure we got the right ones and everything else. One of them has the wrong plot synopsis. I believe that. And I can't remember if it was Google or IMDb, but one of them is doing the plot synopsis from Big Boss. Okay. Well, because we're just now talking about this, I'm not 100% sure now if I watched the right movie. But I grabbed, <laughs> I, grabbed a, I grabbed a clip. Tell me if you guys saw this same thing. Am I the meanest? Sure enough. Am yep. I the yep. prettiest? Sure, sure enough. enough. Am I the baddest <laughs> mofo go down around this town? Sure, sure enough. enough. Who am I? Sure enough. Who am I? Sure enough. I can't. That's what I watched. I don't think you watched the right movie then. No, but still a fantastic movie. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're still happy. I still redeemed everything. Actually, you're pretty close, really, to some of Bruce Lee's movies. Well, you watched Bruce Leroy. We watched watched Bruce Lee. The the actually in Last Dragon they reference a lot of Fist of Fury, especially yeah. when his hands do the blur thing at the end of the movie. A lot of the same the glow, fight, the glow, yeah, and a lot of the same like fight move choreography they emulate in Last Dragon. He even dresses up as a pizza delivery boy, like yes. Bruce Lee dressed up as the phone repairman. So here's the, the joke the had difference. more levels than everyone is giving me. Here's the big <laughs> difference. It's like a though. lasagna of jokes. <laughs> it was like a parfait. It's like a parfait. Here's the, the, the big thing though. Fist of Fury and all the other uh, Bruce Lee movies, all the music's like, basically like that, right? This one was when you got that glow, when you got that glow in there. The Last Dragon is basically taking a Bruce Lee movie and breaking and making them get <laughs> real close together. That's the best. That's the best description of that I've ever heard. I never thought about putting breaking into that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's actually a really good. <laughs> I like that. Bravo, but, uh, Dan. <laughs> well, guys, we're 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 so my brain works way off the rails here. So let's go ahead and get the trailer out of the way, and then we'll. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 what? Let me do my version of the trailer. Ready? Sure.
Let's see how close Dan was. Hey, I can't wait. He's unstoppable, unbeatable, unbelievable. He's Bruce Lee, the master of karate, kung fu, delivering the Chinese connection. Bruce Lee, the oriental superstar who exploded across the screens of America in the phenomenally successful Fists of Fury, is back to defend the honor of his nation and the love of his woman. Using his furious fists and superhuman strength, he breaks them up, smashes them down, and kicks them apart. Things like trying to repeat, but yeah, oh my god, Dan about nailed Dan it. Dan nailed it. I should have just started talking about he you is vengeance. Done he is the hope. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's playing the music. I just want to Okay, wait. Am I on the wrong show? Because for some know. reason, I think I should be talking about Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> Bruce Lee went woo. Ric Flair went woo and rah. So what, what you're saying is Ric Flair ripped off Bruce Lee. That's what you're saying. Yeah, that's now. what you're saying. He, he ripped off Bruce Lee. Yeah. I don't know who the hell Bruce Lee is, but yeah, was, he ripped off Bruce <laughs> Lee. Yes. That was Bruce Lee. I don't know. Oh, nah, come on, come on. <laughs> hey, I watched this movie. <laughs> oh, okay. First and foremost, before we get into this movie, this movie is racist as shit. And oh even for God. the time, to the yeah, point where Bruce Lee um, decided that he would no longer work with this director. And he's lucky writer. that the director, writer rather, and lucky that the writer can still breathe because Bruce could have just ripped his heart out, ate it, shit it back out, and stuffed it back in his chest before he knew what happened. Yeah, so I actually, said, to get you said. into the mindset of the type of person that Bruce Lee was, I actually have one of his philosophy books that I like always keep by that. Which one? It's just filled with great uh, thoughts on life. It's called Striking Thoughts. I highly recommend it for anyone. Uh, yes, I know that one. Yes. So basically, this one says on the brotherhood of man. If I say that everyone under the sun is a member of a universal family, you may think that I am bluffing and idealistic, but if anyone still believes in racial differences, I think he is too backwards and narrow. Perhaps he still does not understand man's equality and love. I love Bruce Lee. That so is so damn much profound. And it's funny. I found that there was something else he added to the end of that was if you don't agree with me (laughs) (laughs) 
God, I wish that was actually written in print so I could read how that was spelled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a problem. He couldn't punch the typewriter, I guess. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Now one but one kept getting stuck. You remember how you had to unjam <laughs> the the typewriter? Kept getting stuck. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, uh, how do you guys want to yeah. approach this movie? Because I have a couple of different. So takes and approaches on this whole situation. I was so, me. I am yeah. a dumb white man who yes watches yeah. this as yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We're going to agree with that. Go ahead and clip that kid. portion out, Charlie. So <laughs> yeah, use that all of our promos. Isolate Got that it. audio. Um, I remember this just as a kid of a movie about a guy beating the shit out of a bunch of people. Same. So growing up and now seeing it's like, oh wow, there's uh, you know racism. There's a lot of mm-hmm. politics like charged in this. It's like okay, like I. I definitely didn't catch that even in my teenage years because, once again, I was an idiot. Um, but, like, oh, it still it doesn't hinder the movie for me because, at the end of the day, it's a revenge movie. It is. So I'm going to follow up on Nate on that. No, I, I don't have a bit drop or anything. I really was thinking about this today on how I wanted to approach this particular movie was I remember that I had seen this early on as a kid probably Saturday afternoon martial art mania or something like that and watch this. And it's all I remember is Bruce Lee kicking ass and I'm watching this movie completely confused. I understand the fighting. I understand the revenge. I'm trying to figure out what's going on in Shanghai. I'm like, isn't Shanghai in China, but the Japanese seem to be in more control. Thankfully, we have Google, and I did Google this. Yes. Oh, I did the same. Um, holy shit, boys! I think we need to get this out of the way really fast. Yeah, not fast, but I think we should get this out of the but way before no, like, we talk serves, about the movie. Like you can't gloss right. over it because I had the same thought process of like, well, like we can't ignore this. No. So I kind of want to treat this like Dan and I did with Delta Force, where we talked about the more serious aspect of the movie and the story it was trying to tell in this movie has it was there was an occupation of China by Japan. This was a colony community, something they kept calling it something. And I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, And the Japanese had control over Shanghai and I'm not going to get into details. This isn't the show for it. But it's based on real things that happened in the past between China and Japan. And they were horrendous. Very horrific. Absolutely god-awful. Along the lines from the bad guys from World War II kind of stuff. Yeah, because this even goes into the mid-1940s. Yes. Um, And this movie came out in 1972. Is that correct? Uh, 71 so. or 72. 70, yeah. 71 or 72. It um, might have been 71 in China or overseas, and then it came to us. So that might be the... So think about it this way. Those wounds are still very fresh. Very. Very fresh. And I look at as of, like, even with us and, say, a certain event that happened on 9-11, and that being 20 years ago, and those wounds still technically fresh. Still, still. I mean, they're so, talking about I it mean, now in the news now. Yeah. But what what struck me the hardest was 
in my mind, in the climate we're in now, those roles are now reversed. And again, not going to get super political about what's going on with who or what, but it, to me, it just feels like this vicious cycle of it's going to be one side versus another, then that side's going to be against them. And if you want to know more, please educate yourself like I did. And I literally, I educated myself for about 15 minutes and had to stop because I'm like, I want to talk about the movie as yeah. a martial arts movie. I, I, it's funny I, that we all did the same thing. Yeah. Not but talking to each other. I, I'm glad we it. did that. I really am that I, I didn't understand him breaking this. I didn't understand the sign in the movie. That's kind of like this big moment in the movie. Yeah. And that's when I looked it up. But here's the thing I'm going to say, not knowing everything that happened i almost can understand why the writer did what he did he maybe felt more wounded by what had happened before and this was his jab back at japan but bruce lee's not about that he's about like it happened let's move forward and let's come together and that's yeah, why he this didn't want to why... do it anymore he was hated by so many and also because he did not believe in tradition. He is yes. very much a man of moving forward. He was a modern not man following tradition. Yeah. yeah. Like a man truly ahead of his times. Um, and man, like I'm telling you watching this movie, because I have not seen a Bruce Lee movie in quite a while, just because it's oh, one of those things you don't, you don't think to like put on, I guess. Yeah. And like the chills, the, the just, the memories of watching this, watching old Jackie Chan movies. Um, when I told our buddy Cody, I was like, hey, man, we're going to do Bruce Lee movie. I was like, we're doing Chinese Connection because that's he and I's like favorite Bruce Lee movie, like because of all the badass stuff that he does. In oh, he's this. amazing in this movie. I mean, yeah, flat out amazing. And like his like energy. It's one of those things when. When we're talking about actors um from asia and like the movies and you get awesome fight scenes but they can't act bruce lee yeah. could act you could oh, yeah. see the emotions when he's punching people you could see his emotions in his face when he like kills his first man with a straight gut punch like there is like you can tell just from the way he's performing there's no going back now no, I got that. I, I think probably the only point in this movie that I felt like it was a little too much was the very opening scene. I didn't remember that. Oh, where he's at the grave and like the grave. Yeah. It's a very cold open kind of start to the movie. You're not a hundred percent sure what's going on. Bruce Lee loses his mind and then you get a very quiet Bruce Lee for a while. So yeah. I, I, I'll echo that I have not watched a Bruce Lee movie in many, many, many years, probably since the 90s. Now, two of my favorite movies, and I know I've already referenced one, was Last Dragon. is very Bruce Lee-centric, very Bruce Lee-inspired. And the other one is one of my absolute favorite movies to watch. I watch it constantly, is Dragon the Bruce Lee Story. Yes. With... Um, Jason Scott Lee playing Bruce Lee. Now, there's a lot of that that's been Hollywoodized. It is not a direct, this is what happened. But it's a fantastic movie about Bruce Lee's life. Now, let me ask you this for both of you. 
for me, Dragon was my introduction to Bruce Lee. Because that movie came out when I was like five or six. Yeah, that's that. So I remember reading that because it has a very iconic cover. It's Bruce Lee doing the the flying dragon kick. kick. Yeah. Yeah. And the the, the Liu Kang Mortal Kombat. Yeah. For those of you that don't know where that came from, Bruce Lee. The Liu Kang is Bruce Lee. Seeing that cover as a kid, watching that movie as a kid, and dad just being like, oh, wait till you see his actual movies and being introduced to that. How were you guys introduced to Bruce Lee? Um, well, mine, since I touched on it real quick, was it would have been like an afternoon Saturday movie, uh, more than likely at my grandma's because she had cable. And so it would have been one of those like TBS, TNT, possibly even USA channel that just played like one or two back to back for martial arts. And I had seen um, The Chinese Connection, Enter the Dragon and Game of Death, if I'm not mistaken. I may have seen others, but I think those are the main three I know I've seen and seen multiple times as a kid. I now want to go back and revisit all of them. I want to watch all his movies now. Thankfully, you only have five to revisit, technically. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm also, I also think that I should expand that to say I want to get more into more of the martial arts style movies, like we said, the Jackie Chan's. The Shokazugis, those type of movies, I feel like Machine Guns took over my life heavily because of Arnold and Stallone and the larger-than-life action movies. That's been my focus most of my life. Yeah, and like on me, like this is my specialty. Like this is the era that I get. This is the era that I like worshipped as a kid and as a teenager. Like. I remember even being like in my late teens and still having a Bruce Lee like um, poster on my wall, like a flag poster. Yeah. And then like even in the early dating scene of my life of mentioning Bruce Lee movies to girls. Yeah. Once be, again, have all the chicks then. I know. Right. You would think. <laughs> <laughs> what about Dan, you, what Dan? About, yeah. What about you, Dan? Um, Bruce Lee had anywhere between 24 and 32 films he was in, actually. But didn't he only um, have, like, four or five that he actually main headline? Yeah, so the main big, like, four or five, yes, of course. Because uh, that's the big, ones I'm aware of. Big Boss, Chinese Connection, or Fist of Fury. Um, Way of the Dragon, uh, of Death, Enter the Way Dragon. Way of the Dragon, Enter the Dragon, yes. Those but the Game of Death was released after he died, and it, it was, was used pieced together, pieced together and using, from like, shadow work. Yeah, yeah. He's about there's about thirty minutes of Bruce Lee in that. Yeah, yeah and it's mainly him going up the tower, fighting the shit Correct. out of everyone. Yeah, whenever so in if the you watch iconic that movie, yellow jumpsuit. Right. So if if you watch that movie, pretty much anything where you see him like on the motorcycle with the helmet on and stuff is not him. Ninety uh, percent of the shots from the back are not him. Um, yeah. So you're right. I was introduced to Bruce Lee. By my uncle Rick, who is I don't know, twenty years older than me or what have you, uh, I'd go over to my grandmother's and it was cool to hang out down in the basement where Uncle Rick's room was. Mm-hmm. You know, he had the Atari and he would listen to Zeppelin and 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 we'd watch cool movies on cable and we'd watch the 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 WWF pay per views there and all that kind of stuff. So he was a huge Bruce Lee fan and he was. Like I said, he was older than me, so he was around during Bruce's kind of heyday. So I was introduced to Bruce 
very early on. And Bruce Lee was always a big deal to me. Um, when I got older, I realized that there was a uh, JKD, a Jeet Kune Do school near where I lived in, in Ohio. And I had fr- one of my best friends at the time uh, had been going to it for multiple years, he and his brother. So I ended up going to this this martial arts school as well for a while. And especially those of you that know me, if you see me, you're like, yeah, you didn't, you, you know, martial art, you know, you, you know, but, um, uh, so I was there and, you know, a lot of, of course they teach how to punch and kick and all this other stuff, but a lot of the philosophies of, uh, of Bruce Lee were also taught. And like Nate said, Bruce Lee, say what you will about him. I believe he was the greatest showman of martial arts that ever lived. Um, a lot of people debate, could he, could he fight in mixed martial arts now? Could he do like, um, you know, UFC? Because I mean, Bruce really was, in my opinion, the father of MMA. Uh, he combined multiple forms to create JKD. And, you know, so, um, and I think that's one of the reasons I, I did okay at the school was I can't do Salat French kickboxing where I'm kicking people in the head. I'm not built that way. But I could do stick fighting. I could do American boxing. I can do some, you know, jujitsu, some uh, stuff like that. But that's how Bruce was operating. And it not did he not only. I would like to think that the martial arts informed his way of thinking and then turned around on itself and informed the martial arts as well, because there's a real famous quote, actually, in in um, uh, one of the movies. And I always I, I think it's uh, uh, Enter the Dragon. And I get that confused sometimes with an interview, pretty famous interview of his as well. But um, they ask him, like, uh, you know, what's your form? He goes, I don't have a form. You know, he goes, uh, I'm like water. When you contract, I expand. When I expand, you contract, you know. And so he knew, you know, the best way to take a situation and change it so that he had a, a primary advantage. He did that with life as well, I think. You know, he his father was in some movies. He started as a young boy. He worked his way to to where he was. And a lot of that was his belief, like Nate said, in one common man, quote unquote, Uh, one one common race, the human race. So that's one of the big reasons he had issues with China and the Chinese governments and the Chinese, quote unquote, secret governments and stuff is that he came to America and taught Westerners Chinese martial arts. They didn't like that. Big no at all. No, yeah. So a lot of people theorize and, and sometimes do um, conspiracy theories that he was killed by like you know Chinese triads or what well, have you. That's the big premise in Dragon the Bruce Lee movie. Yes, right? Was they they Hollywoodized what yes. happened along with his torment of ancestors? Right in his dream right. state yeah but, it's because yeah. like when you don't have a definite answer a conspiracy theory is born yeah, because but, it oh, gives yeah, us closure like yes. that's just what it is and then it doesn't help when brandon lee his son gets killed He's accidentally killed on set on, on set because well, now yeah. that just adds fuel to the so fire let, let me ask you guys this um when and dan answered this question in a great way and dug into it a little bit more but 
do you think had Bruce Lee still been with us for as long as possible, would he have been more impactful continuing on in life? Or do you think where he ended is why he is as impactful as he is now? It could be. I mean, it's just like anyone else that's young that passes away, like in the 27 club, like that. Helps that make that's you one make of the things, of though. Look but like where with his him, mind was at, at that you age, know, mid 20s. Yeah. Um, I definitely think he would have continued on to create like a powerful path. I definitely think martial arts probably would have taken a second step, like a step back, only because the man did have a severe back injury. Because he did not believe in warming up. It was just straight up go. And when he did that, like, you know, you get older, your your, your knees and back just don't like that. So I don't know what you're talking <laughs> late about. Late twenties, you do something like that. <laughs> it's a little bit harder to recover from. Shut so I definitely pups. think if he would have not even that much older than five me. more years gotten the in life, wait, he wait, probably would have stopped doing crazy martial arts. Sidebar. How old are you, Charlie? I'm forty two. I'm for, I'll be 46 this year, Shush. That's four um, freaking years. Dude, that's a, hey, it's not the years, <laughs> it's the mileage. I live further away, so boom. Miles. Owned. It's not, uh, that's, miles. It's not, <laughs> not, not the reference. Anyway. anyway um, right. Okay, so um, I believe that if Bruce would have uh, continued uh, on, that yes, he would, like Nate said, he would have been um, hugely more impactful. I, I believe his philosophy alone would have made a big difference um, in things. Let, I mean, okay, so 27, let's see what he, you know, let's compare what he did in that small handful of years he had. He became a, uh, a worldwide pop sensation, pop icon sensation. He changed martial arts as we know it from the future going on. He continued a legacy of martial arts instruction that went Dan Asano, um, Charles Reed, the person that ran our school, uh, you know, Brandon Lee, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. All these people studied Bruce Lee. And you've got a lot of people out there that are, quote unquote, the badasses that are like, oh, it was all Hollywood and it was fake and it was this and this and this. I I'll stay I will sit right here and tell both of you I have been kicked in the side of the head by Dan Asano, a fifty some odd year old Filipino man or Hawaiian. Hawaiian or Filipino? Uh, a fifty some odd year old man who kicked me in the side of the head, barely registered a contact and did it faster than I could blink because he was taught by Bruce Lee. So for those of you that are he's just all Hollywood, no, he wasn't. Yeah, and no, not whatsoever. And I like, believe he going forward could have really made a huge, huge, huge impact. I don't want to say worldwide as far as like where we're at now, it could be different. But I mean, the philosophy alone could have made a big difference. But like I said, in 27 years, I mean, okay, so you've got um, Game of Death. Going up a tower and fighting bosses at each level, fighting minions and fighting a boss at each level. Those are video games. Yeah, oh, yeah. before video yeah. games. The yellow jumpsuit, that was um the yellow jumpsuit and then the 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 black uh pants that he always wore. That's 
what law i think was the character in street fighter yeah it was based uh, on no not on it was a uh, tekken okay well there's a street fighter character it's a direct clone every fighting game definitely has a Bruce direct Lee, clone for sure i mean Bruce he but he does the hands and everything um you know so uh, you know and and to this day the five big movies like nate was mentioning they are hugely hugely important i watch enter the dragon probably every three or four months um you know i watch some of these others every so often just because they're not as readily thrown in my face like if i'm what am i gonna watch Ooh, you know another dragon bing there it is these movies just never seem to pop up on netflix you know the modern like streaming site that's like constantly like eye candy here you go down to who owns it yeah. Again, though, yeah. with these movies, if you haven't watched them in a while, like Charlie hadn't watched them in a while, and Nate's watched them, you know, relatively sooner, they, the okay, so obviously they're dated and they're aged, but the storytelling still works. Well, the yeah. action sequences absolutely still work. And Most to me, they don't get old. No, no I, not at all. And like, even to put this in perspective, Bruce Lee died when he was 32. I'm 33. Right, right, right. Like just that thought process of how much of an impact that man made in such a short. What are you doing time with your span. life, Nate? I know I'm not. I'm not fighting Chuck Norris. Be and like having water, a cat. Nate. Meow. Yeah, be, be like water. Uh, yeah, yeah, I need to be more like water. You're I'm in Ohio. Sorry, be like water. I, I'm more like Dr. Pepper and miserably. spicy barbecue sauce and. <laughs> It's not frozen today. Today it's just coming from the sky just in buckets wet. and buckets of rain. <laughs> it's yeah. sixty-seven here today. It, oh, was, it was like sixty-three. Thank you. Yeah, but it was we just a, got a shit ton of rain today. It hasn't stopped raining since like eight thirty this morning. It's since insane. Moses. Yeah. yeah. No, I, uh, and I guess before we break, and I think we'll come back from commercial, talk about the movie a little bit more. What I what I noticed the most watching this movie again was realizing how many movies pay homage to Bruce Lee's yeah. legacy. Yeah, absolutely. You had obviously like the Kill Bill series, uh, Kung Fu Hustle, the whole foot stomp thing they do in that movie that's hilarious is the ch- the nunchuck scene where he's smacking everyone's ankles mm-hmm. in a circle in this movie. And because that I man watched, hates ankles. Got it. I'm telling you, I think I'd rather be cracked in the head than my ankle. Yeah, I'm I couldn't really decide because when he now. started whacking ankles, it was like, oh, now you're just being mean. Yeah, so I was like, the- I'm out. I'm, I would walk out of the, the dojo. For, for, the, for the younger folks out there that only were familiarized with nunchucks from, say, maybe 80s ninja movies or ninja, ninja turtles. turtles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nunchucks and a lot of those movies are not used the way that they were actually intended to be used watch bruce use them <laughs> and fun fact can you imagine if michelangelo got on his shell and just started whacking everyone every foot soldier wasn't like, that a angle? move in one of the video games yeah, yeah they, well actually in the movie they spun him around he old wheel of fortune and just started hitting people i think with yeah. or was that donatella i don't, I don't think he was uh, going for Straight no, ankles, though. Oh, funny. I don't remember, but but I mean, a, yes, he's a, just. Oof. Fun <laughs> fact, though, this movie is the first time he uses nunchucks. Correct. Yeah, it was the first one. And there is a scene in this where he fights uh, a Japanese uh, warrior who pulls a katana. 
Suzuki. Yes, and uh, he has his nunchucks, and he fights him with those. And later on, he is he's been quoted as saying, "Yeah, nunchucks versus a katana, not a good idea. No, works oh, yeah. in the movies, <laughs> not <laughs> yeah, in yeah. real life. And that was good in the thing. movie." Don't actually do it. <laughs> that he had a problem with with the director was the director kind of wanted to do um, superhuman strength, mm-hmm. and Bruce Lee's mm-hmm. all about realism. So there's a scene where he grabs two fools and starts spinning <laughs> them, and it's yeah. clearly mannequins. Yeah. But Bruce is like, yeah, no, that's not like a thing. Or like where he lifts a rickshaw and tosses fools. Yeah. I yelled at TV going, when you beat another dude with another dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love the cut because the angle shot that it is, where it's clearly like the, the wig it, is falling off, yes, the mannequin. off the mannequin. <laughs> okay. The best is when he throws the one guy and then they do a cut to where he's landing into the wall and stuff like that. And it's obviously, I'm like, it was such a mannequin. I expected it to, to jump up and start talking to, talking to, what was it, Andrew McCarthy? You know, from back in the day, it was so bad. You got you. You mentioned the mannequin wearing the wig. I kept waiting for whatever was living on that dude's head to jump off and bite oh, you Bruce mean Lee on man? the face. Mullet man, man who has the hops. I was like, I want that man, hair. You get Russian. You get mustache. No, no. Speaking of mustache, did you notice that the one guy, um, the guy that was the receptionist, I guess, basically at the Japanese school, had the little Hitler stash? He had the Hitler stash. Yeah. He, had the, he had the big horn rim glasses and a little Hitler stash. And one of the racist things they do in this movie, which felt so weird to me, because when when we were taught and shown things from those eras of filmmaking, that when they would depict an Asian person, mm-hmm. they had the buck teeth thing. Yeah. yeah. Super, super stereotypical and racist. The... Chinese people were making the Japanese people wear those in this movie to show them being dumber to being lower because the one mullet man sidekick had yellow buck teeth. And I'm like, that is so weird looking, but they're just trying to make them inferior in the movie. But yeah, that's the levels of, and that's the little things in here that I was like, this is kind of uncomfortable. I, I don't know why it's uncomfortable, and it's caused me to go down a rabbit hole of going, holy shit. An adult now, just kind of seeing these in a different lens, because mm-hmm. I now guarantee as people like listen to this episode and go, oh, you know what? I haven't watched that in a while either. And they're going to watch it go, oh. And I hope they do. I mean, keep these yeah. movies going. Also, I had never seen this uncut, because oh. obviously I had watched it on. Oh, it's violent. Sure. Violence didn't bother me. And even when I saw the blood after he cracks the one dude in the dome with the nunchucks, the real I was like, thick pasty yeah, all blood. Yeah. The ketchup, yeah. the ketchup pack that he like clearly like smashed the packet on his head. Yeah. Dude, the one scene in this movie that I was totally not expecting, and I don't think any of the scene was put in cable, was the naked lady dancing around. Taking off her gloves. <laughs> gratuitous, yeah, like that yeah. was not ne- needed. I had like, a, yeah, I had a total Beastmaster moment going. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unneeded. unneeded. Thanks, Turner Broadcasting. Uh, all right, boys, <laughs> let's uh, let's knock out a commercial. What's up? What's up? Uh, you mean like that? Not really, but we'll go with it. So uh, we'll be right back, and we'll start talking more about the movie. Uh, Fist of Fury. 
Hey guys, this is Wolfie D from PG-13. Check out my podcast, Live and in Color with Wolfie D, every Monday at noon. We're talking Memphis, we're talking ECW, WCW, WWF, everywhere that I've been. We even have some great guests, some Hall of Famer on the show with us. Every Monday at noon, Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Welcome to the Monster Movie Stop Down, where twice a month we review monster movies from all corners of the planet. Join me, Sludge. And I was, went to watch it the other night, and she's like, why are you watching this? You can quote this movie line for line. Like, that's very accurate. My co-host, Mark. Don't ask me to, to do a stomp down on this, because it's zero. <laughs> okay, <laughs> dude. Ruben, what's your stomp down rate? And our brother from Texas, Ruben. It, it's just, I'm like, wait a minute. They've tricked me into watching this. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I felt like. As we give you the history, our review, and the stomp-down rating of some of the best and worst monster movies around. Available through the Podbean app, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Amazon. Make sure and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Just how drunk are we gonna get? Welcome to Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, where each month we drink finely crafted brews while watching terrible films in order to see just how drunk you have to get to enjoy them. So tune in and join Troy. Kilmore Kreitz. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Dave. I have the weirdest boner. And Pete. IPAs are ales, meaning they are bottom fermented. Excuse me, they are top fermented. I f that up. <laughs> Try that again. <laughs> As we drag Kathleen, kicking and screaming through an alcohol-fueled podcast dedicated to movies of questionable quality and the frosty adult beverages that help make them tolerable. Good beer, bad movie night. Clearly, it's the beer's fault. All right, Nate, put your cell phone down. Charlie, quit drinking your beard. We're back. I had pancakes, so it's covered in syrup. 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 Yes, sir. Nate, Nate, what's your favorite type of pancake? Um, I like it when it's got strawberries and bananas with it. Charlie? I don't, I don't like fruit on mine. Honestly, my favorite, and it's weird, is like when Jackie uses a little too much butter, and you get that little extra ring around the edge of crispy butter, and then butter on it, and then butter syrup, because we have a syrup that has butter in it. So, butter is my answer. Yeah, Charlie will be dead in two weeks from a coronary, everyone. Yeah. Give me back my butter. Give me back my Charlie, because he'll be dead. Dead as hell. There's enough. Uh, you can pull a lot of stuff from the episodes already that pretty much nails it. And yeah, it'll, less it'll, than... it'll be like, I'm Charlie, and I love backdraft. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite pancakes, by the way, even though you didn't ask, were free ones. Well, All I right. didn't get a chance to. You jumped uh, on the butter train. Well, that's yeah. Choo choo. <laughs> if you looked at the size of my ass, you'd think I rode or invented the butter train. But well, let's let's that's fix a, this train because butter, butter, uh, let's start butter this train. There, God, you guys, butter train. What are you guys on today? Butter train. Uh, Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda. Water and got, sadness. I've got which moonshine. you know what you'd think that these little <laughs> drinks probably aren't real. If you drink like five or six of them, that's not bad. If it takes you that many, there's something wrong. But yeah. Nate, let's let's uh, you have a three sentence synopsis for this movie because we didn't Hell do it yeah. in the first forty five minutes. Of I really show. thought you were going somewhere else with that. Go ahead, Nate, please. Nope, hold on, Nate. You ready, brother? Yes. 
Returning from the war, a master's mysterious death. Revenge has come to town. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Who was returning from what war? Did I miss that? Yeah, Bruce. Chin, Bruce Lee, like he fought in World War One. Oh, never picked that up. Yep. Like mm-hmm. I literally saw him crying ob- over the grave. That's Master. literally how I felt the entire time, though, when we did our horror movie, House by a Cemetery, where I didn't know what was going on. So I get it. And I had subtitles on for this. So <laughs> and it was dubbed American. I had subtitles on as well, but the subtitles did not match the audio, which, boy, let me tell you, that can be very confusing. Hey, uh, I remember in the first half of this episode, we talked about unrealistic things. Can we talk about him picking up the rickshaw, please? It's awesome. That was (laughs) awesome and super unrealistic. Not to mention the little bar that you're supposed to push disappeared when he threw it. So it didn't take him with it. Yeah, because he can't go with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, another quick little trivia thing about this movie. Jackie Chan's in it. He is. Although yeah, you I don't know where don't he really was. really see him. Yeah. Well, you see him get kicked out of a window. That's for sure. Well, like, he's in Enter the Dragon, but he's mm-hmm. he's it's like a quick snap of him getting kicked or something he's, like that. He's a stunt Wah! man in this. Yeah, yeah. He's literally a stunt guy. Um, yeah. Were you going anywhere else with that, Dan? Because we feel no, like you were setting no, up. I just, up. I, just like, was, oh, okay. I just thought it was dumb as shit when he picked up the rickshaw and threw the dude in. Okay. I, I will say, though, when Bruce Lee makes people eat paper and then tells them <laughs> next time it will be glass, that's got to be one of the most hard-ass lines ever. Because not I really only did he, he whip that entire <laughs> dojo's ass single-handedly, then he went over there and made him eat paper. <laughs> but yeah. I was like, he goes, next time you eat. And I was waiting for him to say, my fist. But he says glass. And I was yeah. like, glass is ten times more hardcore. You don't want to eat glass, Charlie. Right. It's bad for you. Are you going to bring more glass for the occasion? Of course. He's going to kick their ass and he's going to force glass down their throat. Okay. Yeah. No, see, what basically, yeah, he's going to kick them through a window and then he's going to make them eat it. He made that, Bullet I, Man eat paper. That's all that matters. That, that tracks. <laughs> no, you're right. And he does literally kick an entire dojo's ass, which also made me. So I love this movie. Please don't get me wrong when I bring up these things that I noticed watching it in my 40s. Um, they all went to the same school, right? And they all had the same teacher. Why is Bruce Lee so much better than everyone else at the same school? I mean, he's clearly just an excelled student. And like, he, he dedicated himself more to it. That's why when Master died, he lost his ever-loving shit. But he went to war, and everyone else stayed at the school with mm-hmm. the teacher, yet they kept getting their asses kicked by the guys that Bruce Lee literally destroyed 20 of Because Bruce just Yeah, Bruce is exceptional. He was their best fighter. He was their champion. And I really had a hard time believing the leader of the dojo was as nimble as he was. The big <laughs> talking dude? about mustache? Yeah. Uh, uh, big glasses. Magnifying glass. Man. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. the guy that looked like somebody's uncle that worked at a deli? Yeah. Yeah. And he ends yeah, up he not- was a turd. Yeah, I liked how he died, though. In the movie. Actually, that if you think awesome. about it, all the guys on the Japanese side, except the big boss guy at the end, were all pretty much turd-looking. 
I think this big boss dude was kind of turd looking. That was well, the weirdest face. I thought yeah. when he first showed up that his mustache followed his cheekbone and reconnected to his I hair. I did too. Yeah. But right? that was his cheekbone. Yeah, he was a weird Okay, so it dude. wasn't just me. No, he's a weird looking dude. You know what? The Russian should have been the big final boss. I, I think I because mean, that was the yes. better fight. It was. It was definitely like hyped up more because they were showing what the Russian was capable of doing, which does bring me to ask, guys. Go ahead. There's a scene where he is like nailing or taking nails through a board with his mm-hmm. bare hands. He's I saw that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can yeah. we uh, like do a live stream where all three of us try to do the same thing? Nope. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. We yeah. I feel like, yeah. you know, we yeah. all just go get some boards, go get some nails. And, you sure, know, we yeah. try it. And then we go and get some really thick uh, metal bars and we try to bend them. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. No problem. I feel like it would be very entertaining. my metal bar kind of flop a little bit right before I bend it? No. No. Got to be as hard as uh, uh, wedding night, man. The, the Russians <laughs> flopped before he bent it. Well, it's because he didn't take the blue pill. Okay. So that, oh, that makes sense. Uh, that's Dan's trying out. to make this show something that it's not going to be. Stop it. What are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. Talking about yeah. action. You, yep, talking about action. Okay, you want to talk about that. That girl has no desire to kiss Bruce Lee in this movie. The one and, that he was trying to marry? The one he tried to marry. Hmm. Like, even in the trailer, and he goes, romance and passion. They use the cut where the kiss is, she doesn't move. Her lips don't move. She's stone-faced. Bruce Lee mushes his lips against hers. She doesn't move. I wonder if that's, like, something to do with back in the day or something. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking that, too. Like, that's very, like, traditionally speaking, back in that era, it was a, and could be very well be a common misnomer. I don't know. But it was always portrayed that women of Asian descent were very demure, very subservient, I get that. And would kind of do whatever the guy would tell them. So maybe she wasn't going to be like, oh, Bruce. Maybe her job would just stand there and go. And that was it. No, 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 no. She didn't do that. Well, she sucked as an actress. And that's why we're going to recast her in Fist of Fury 2. More Fury. Well, they did remake the movie called Fist of Legend with Jet Li. It's phenomenal as well. But that, okay, since you. Jet Li, you'll look. Jet Li is the only other martial artist I would consider Bruce Lee level. I, and, I don't okay. mean, and I don't mean like like Lethal Weapon Jet Li or even the one Jet Li, which is good. I mean stuff like the old, Black older, mask. traditional Chinese cinema Jet Li stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But Okay, as far as like movies and what he what was, was doing. Where he was the Monkey King. Was and it the, the Forbidden King? Kingdom? Forbidden Kingdom, King. thank you. Yep, yep. My brain With uh, Jackie Chan as well. Yeah, the, the, you know, hard seltzer here. Is that what's causing all this tonight? Is that what's causing the issues I'm having with you? No, I think it's because I just had You're grounded, Dan. You're a really bad Dan. I had literal pancakes and butter. I am on a sugar high, and I am I nowhere near as hyper as the two of you I right had PB&J and Cheetos. Ooh, you win. I guess, yeah. I yeah. did have PB&J for lunch. I'll just I'll throw that out there. I had Red Robin. Yum. Yum. I had that in years. I hadn't either, but the burger. You are was welcome quite for the free plug, Red Robin. Yeah, Red Robin, go ahead and send your check to me. Yeah, go ahead and make sure. that a double. Sure, send it to them. I don't have Red Robin down here. 
You barely have sunshine. I had it today, 67. I'm shipping um, once a day. Yeah. So things we loved about this movie. Let's do that. Nate, I'm going to save you for last. Dan, what did you yeah. love about this movie? I loved, of course, the, the fight sequences that Bruce choreographed himself everything except like i said this spinning two guys roulette thing that he did there i was so happy Um, that was in there though i don't think i I ever want it so much even if bruce hated it i love it (laughs) oh and he did um i enjoyed the the nunchuck sequence because to me that's classic traditional bruce lee um i liked the story and again like you said, not getting into any of the geopolitical. No, no, know, there's, a, there's another story besides like that. that story, but yeah, yeah. So that story I liked as well, just because of knowing a little bit of the history of it and knowing how Bruce felt and thought. Uh, but it is, it's a classic revenge story. Yeah, it is a classic, you know, and people make fun of all the time. You killed my master and prepare to die type thing. It, it was very classic that um, and I liked that it showed a difference between Chinese martial arts and Japanese martial arts. If you watch some of the fight sequences between um, Bruce and especially like you said, the glasses guy with the, the katana and stuff like that. And even some of the underlings, the styles are very different. It was and Bushido are, that they do there. They was do that, more of a Bushido, Akito yeah. type of thing, yeah. Well, there was one dude doing patty cakes with everyone. Yeah, well, I saw was, that, too. I was really I don't know like, what form that was supposed to be. And he was smiling. Like, is the camera on me? Mm-hmm. Was yeah, like, it was patty cake foo. Patty I, again, this is where yeah. movies shouldn't be in HD sometimes because there's guys <laughs> doing weird shit in the background. But you now exactly. get to see. Yeah. yeah. Um, but where Bruce's stuff was a lot more kung fu and Wang Chung and um, things of that nature. Yeah. So uh, I really like those aspects of the movie. And of course, you know, anything Bruce does, you know, he does 110% at 110 miles an hour. So those are the reasons I really enjoyed this movie. Is it my favorite Bruce Lee movie for me? Nostalgia feelings in my chest and heart. And my No, I'm still a huge you know, fan of, of enter the dragon. I know it's a lot more cheesy. <laughs> I I know it's a lot more of a, you know, action movie. Kind it's, tro- of. it's tropey. It's very, very tropey. much so very, very much so. Yeah. But that's the one that was kind of first introduced to me. That's the one that I, I see a lot more readily available. So I watch. That's the one that whenever, when you ask anyone that should know who Bruce Lee is, Enter the Dragon is like usually that the is first movie because it's they the first about. Americanized release for him. Correct. Yeah, yeah these so, other ones the first were Hollywood studio produced. Yeah, them. that was supposed to be his launch into superstardom. The these other two like Big Boss and and Chinese Connection and stuff, they were made there and then shipped over type of yeah. thing. Yeah, and it's the same thing yeah. even today with modern martial arts stars, um, like Iko Uwas from the Raid. Yeah, I was thinking Raid. Yeah, like. It's only gonna be a matter of time before he starts popping up in American films. Um, Tony Jaw with Ong Bak, the Protector, Ong Bak, yep. and he and already jumped he's into in American cinema. Furious yeah. Seven, like you know, like now Is he's he really? starting to show up in more. Yeah. yeah, oh, that's cool. Oh, he showed up in that. He's now in several American um, 
there's the one on Netflix we watch uh, that had everyone in it, and I can't think of the name of it. Woo Assassins? Is that the one you're thinking no, of? No, the one that had Michael Jai White, Scott Atkins. Uh, uh, Triple Threat. Triple Threat. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've even got, I picked up a DVD at the dollar store called Skin Trade with Dolph Lundgren. That one's a really Tony. sad movie. Yeah. So, yeah, they when they make these transitions over, they're bringing a lot of what they had from overseas yeah. into uh, it. Sure. Here, perfect example of recent. Joe Taslam playing um, Sub-Zero in the latest Mortal Kombat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know. I mean, that's that that was a big leap right there and it helped bridge the countries you know like when we release things in america and we release things overseas you're going to have fans over there that's going to watch it because of him then you have fans over here that are watching it because we love mortal Kombat, and now we're introduced to an actor that, actor, that caliber yeah, yeah so yeah. and like bruce lee i mean i think there's been a few major jumps in martial arts cinema you know, the old Wu-Tang things, if you have access to seeing those, you know, like Flying Guillotine and then, what was it, the Seven seven Deadly Strikes of the Venom. Uh, so, one of the ones I yeah. used to have was you know, a Duel to the Death, which was fantastic. Right, so if you get to see any of the old Wu-Tang films, which, Blood yes, spurt, is where... Her feet. You yeah, know, well, just... That's where Wu-Tang, the Wu-Tang Clan got their name from. Um, they ain't nothing to mess with no no but these videos are so if you get those that's one set of things bruce was another stepping stone into martial arts cinema uh things like crouching tiger another stepping stone in martial arts cinema the wire fighting wire fighting yeah because like that so we didn't have crouching tiger we would have not gotten hero here yeah, in the state there's a, there's a bunch of stuff like that yeah like forbidden kingdom even we probably wouldn't have gotten things like that iron monkey getting that re-release uh, yes absolutely even that movie came out what in 92 or something 90, like that but i remember yeah when that got it's a full-on like dvd re-release and it, they were treating it like that was a brand new movie yeah and, well, yeah, it, and it was nobody watched I mean, it when it came yeah. out yeah well yeah <laughs> so you know that's another thing about bruce and and, and just in general that he was able to elevate an entire genre of film yeah okay Sorry. well i'm i'm, I'm no you're go ahead <laughs> I, look man i love bruce lee i'm very passionate about bruce lee his life his legacy in the films um well i know it's it's a movie podcast but we'll talk about bruce lee mostly in this that's fine just well, remember though we are probably going to do another bruce lee movie so we need to leave some meat on the bone oh we for can those other episodes still be able to gush yeah. All right. So I'm going to go through uh, great haircut, good six pack stuff. I loved about this movie revisiting it for since a very long time ago was, I mean, obviously the fighting, you don't watch this movie if you're not watching it for the fighting, like Jackie's kind of laughing at the dialogue and sure. the Bruce Lee yell, which if you're not used to that, it is kind of like, wow, what the what what's happening here? Can you play that again for me? Actually, can I can't. I actually, what I have is the fight in the dojo with the uh, the Bushido teacher. Okay. <laughs> Even so much that that is what Liu Kang yells when he does yeah. the bicycle. He does the bicycle. The, yeah. Watching this again, 
I'm laying here. I'm watching her going, and, and, and I'm a 45 year old, way overweight fat dude. And I'm like, you want to jump up and start doing it? I wanted to go back to martial yeah. arts class. It makes you again. be like that little kid again. I absolutely did. I like was this like, is I one of those classes. Yeah. Probably watching this young Charlie didn't strip down to his underwear because that was Beastmaster. But my shirt would have come off, and I'd have been. Ah, ah, ah. This this movie is where I went out back and got two sticks and tied them together with a a, a piece of like uh, clothesline. And smacked myself in the head. Oh, we did that times. constantly. Yeah, yeah. I, I had welts. You didn't have to whoop <laughs> me. I whooped myself. Hopefully, um, if we got to go to the flea market. I could buy a, a, a set of uh, nunchucks with the pad on them, so I don't the little thin foam that mm-hmm. always yeah. fell apart. And you still whack yourself in the head ten fifty. And times. then they had the uh, sack. The, you they'll have like uh, a dragon imprinted on it or something. Oh yeah, in gold or something. Yeah. Or yep. if there was no adult supervision, you could get the stingers, the ones that stung you when you got hit you guys never had those no i had i I started with the foam ones then i had the wooden kind of octagon ones those suck yeah those had had edges (laughs) i remember when we got ninja stars and we're throwing them at each other but we had a boogie board to protect us yeah and looking back on that who are you throwing them at it was, was Cody, Cody and I Cody throwing them. Who do you think yeah. he was throwing them at? Well, we I thought exactly maybe his brother, but I, th- I figured Cody. <laughs> no, it was, no, it was Cody. Cody yeah. had them. Cody brought him over. Because like, the was... idea was you take the boogie board and swing it like a baseball bat. And as I'm saying this, this sounds more and more dumb. And hoping that a person who's never thrown a Chinese ninja star before would hit the boogie board and not It's the, like a frisbee, human. right? You know, it's totally. I mean, yeah. Sort of. Well, first of all, ninjas aren't Chinese. But, um... <laughs> we they had shurikens. I had I had I can one up you real quick. When I was a kid back in Kentucky, we had a bunch of woods in the back in a valley and stuff. I had our, that, so I win. Well, you had that. You were on top of a mountain, <laughs> but we had our street would fight the street behind us, and we would shoot. We had these little crossbows you could buy at the store, and they're about yay big. And you're supposed to shoot like rubber darts, and they'd stick to the thing. But yeah. we would load bottle rockets in them and light them and shoot them at each other. <laughs> and of course, BB guns, you know. So we had, I had trade school. I've told you guys this and uh, we had building trades and we had to bend conduit. Oh, I've heard this story. Dan Dan knows the story. Nate probably hasn't heard this one. (laughs) And if you put a yellow wire nut in half inch conduit. God, I got hit with those a few times. And blow really hard. It's a dart. It's a blow gun. It hurts so bad, Nate. It can hurt. (laughs) So we started a battle in class. And in this particular buildings trade class, we had framed walls so you could learn how to run electric, run things through studs, and that the walls always stayed up. They're part of the classroom. So me and my buddy Tiny, who is not Tiny, were hiding back there, and none of us knew this, but there was a giant industrial air compressor back there behind a piece of plywood where we were hiding, hooked up to a hose, with the blowgun attachment on the end of it. And there was air (laughs) in the conduit. So I grabbed an S-shaped piece of conduit so I could stay behind the plywood, loaded a yellow wire nut in, stuck the hose in the end with the little blowgun trigger, and and you heard the loudest kapow the yellow wire nut exploded and everyone on the other side dropped their shit and left we quit we're out and walked out of the classroom (laughs) (laughs) 
I've been hit with the blow the blowgun version. I don't want to deal with the yeah. It'll leave a well. Version. Oh, it'll I yeah. did. I oh, did I 120 PSI coming out of that you sucker. Can, Nate, you can also use plumber's putty if you put that in the conduit and shoot it through. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that sounds lovely. That was Rob's high. favorite with PVC pipe. Yeah. He would carry one around all the time. Oh. Anyway, we come off of that. That's more Man, stories from back in the day. Nate, go ahead and tell us your favorite stuff. I mean, it's just all the fights. It's just nothing but a it it's really the classic is. one man surrounded by villains. And then goes to town, beats the hell out of every single one. I'm sorry, I just remembered. Remember when he was eating the rabbit or whatever the hell it was on the stick? Out was by that the what that was? <laughs> Full on rabbit. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what it was too. I, I thought had it no was a idea. cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, man. It was some type of small four legged creature that was and, barbecued to hell and back. And he's eating it, and his girlfriend slash fiance is standing in the light. Walks up to him without saying a word, and he stays in fighting stance for like 20 seconds till she walks up closer to him and goes, oh, it's her. I'm like, you couldn't tell? You were that was that ass, man. obviously her. That dude was jacked up on Jackrabbit that he was eating over the fire. Because he's in pure primal survival mode. <laughs> Is that what happens in the war? I don't know. I wasn't in a war. I guess well, it was because I- he, he had to go into hiding. <laughs> But thank you for reminding. I totally forgot about the fried animal he's eating over the fire pit. Oh yeah, he roasted that some man. Groundhog. What's I don't even know what's in Shanghai. I what what's native to Shanghai? I know there's rabbits are native to China, so I assumed it was a rabbit. Okay, could have been a big ass squirrel or chipmunk. I don't know. (laughs) Could have been anything. All taste good. Sure, if you're hungry enough. I I, you know, I haven't had chipmunks, so I can't take that one back. But squirrel and rabbit's good. I, I have had same. I have had chipmunk. It is actually pretty good. We've had. I can imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to kill them. I didn't. Someone else did it. Made chili. Another story time with Charlie. Working at Becker's in Ohio, I had a friend named Lloyd. Lloyd loved to hunt. Lloyd ate everything he hunted. So we always got like deer jerky. Uh, he brought bear jerky in one day oh nice <laughs> and so we had potluck lunch where everybody brought something in lloyd walks in with a crock pot of chili and sets it in there and plugs it in i went man it looks good he looks at me and smiles i'm like oh shit i know lloyd um so i get a bowl of it and i'm sitting there eating it and the girls from the office come in they're like oh this smells great oh i love chili Huge spoonfuls of it ladled into their bowl, sitting down there with bread. They're like halfway through. Lloyd comes in and he goes, Hey, did you guys like the chili? They're like, Yeah, it was great. Did you make that? Yeah. Freshest squirrel I've ever put into it. <laughs> I've never seen two women turn green so fast and run to the bathroom screaming. They ate a small animal that was cute and cuddly. And Lloyd is laughing his ass off. And I'm still sitting there eating mine going, it's damn good, man. (laughs) I knew what I was getting into. The first time I ate a squirrel, it's because I was out with a BB rifle and I shot a squirrel. And my dad goes, you killed it? I said, yeah, he goes, then you skin it and you eat it. Good lesson. Yeah, good lesson. That way it doesn't go to waste. uh, Yeah, and I did. And... Uh, squirrel's not bad. There's not a lot of meat. It's on the gamey. Bone. It's yeah. Gamey. You, that, you gotta, that's all there is to it. Yeah. 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 You know you're eating a wild animal. You that. need seasoning. Honestly, chili's the best way to do it because you can sense. add so yeah. much more. It's I hate just, groundhog. Groundhog is too greasy. 
Stream. I haven't had Groundhog. Goose. I have another worst. story for that, Two but letters. I'll save it for another episode. Dad loves. He loved Groundhog. Always make. Here's Groundhog, son. Oh, great, Dad. I'll eat PB and J. Yep. Okay. All right. So we've Wait, talked about our favorite. Are we talking, are we talking about Fist of Fury still? I, we were I talking about get, a movie. I don't know yeah. what's happened this episode. We started talking guys. about that. I didn't get to finish what I love. And again, <laughs> we're only barely an hour into the episode. <laughs> Nate, what do you love? What, Keep going, Nate. Nate. Come Nate, on, brother. There's also a giant dojo brawl that happens, and which they go one after? Well, you know, the one where they go after the teacher's uh, like portrait, and the okay, one so dude like they go to the school. Yeah, yes. when they go to the school, it's a big school brawl. The, and the, the one the, dude grabs the Japanese it, group goes to the Chinese group school. Yes. And he like yes. puts okay. his body over the portrait to protect it, <laughs> and they just start kicking the shit out of him. But like <laughs> the shit kicked out. They re- it really drives home how important teacher was and how swell of a human being this man must have been. I think yeah, he dies from the the kickings, doesn't he? Even no, he, he doesn't no. die till the end. Yeah, that guy dies at the end, but he kind of slumps back over, but they prop him up because he's still holding the picture when they're telling Bruce Lee he has to leave the school. That's right, because later on they reinvade to kill them all. And so, yeah, all I want to say, while I enjoyed every bit of that, that is probably the most ridiculous looking fight when they all move into the interior part of the school and you obviously see the film speed up and. It's just silly fighting. It's a the very strange way that it's filmed. Silly fighting. Oh, this is are you telling I... me you don't like the way it was shot, Nate? Is that what you're telling no, me? No, no, no. Oh, I'm just Nate, saying. Oh, you start fashion, again? It's really weird. <laughs> hey, Nate, this was shot really weird. Do you have a problem with me saying that, Nate? No, I'm a very I kind have... human being who doesn't get upset when people have judgments. Apparently not, especially when okay. he doesn't think <laughs> I'll see his Instagram story get posted. But that's fine. <laughs> but uh, no, and it. It's like somebody, or I know Bruce bites the ankle, but I'm pretty sure there was another scene where someone. Oh, there's some ankle bites. Yeah, there's some ankle bites. No one likes ankles in this movie. Ankles are the enemy. There was no racial tension. It was ankle hate. It should have been called Assault of the Ankles or something. Yeah. Achilles. Charlie, when the the whole group comes busting through the doors, it almost looked like the the intro to like Drew Carey where they all come busting in. They're like, Cleveland Cleveland Rocks. Cleveland Cleveland Rocks. It was that or the pie fight in Blazing Saddles. When they they do the sped up film part of all Mm -hmm. that, that's Mm -hmm. what this felt like. And that's where I had my question. Were they all in the same school? Because all these people are crappy fighters, period, especially in the uh, final battle. Well, okay, so it's a lot like the fighters from Big Trouble in Little China. Or I'm not Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, yeah, Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, A lot of them sucked real bad. And then you had like the five or six that were pretty good. Yeah, but then different they levels. This That's one. all it is. It's always going to be different levels. One you, had, guy, you had like twenty guys that really sucked ass. The old dude showed up. He was like, whoosh, "Pip slap." I hate pimp saying slap. and he was that knocking the whole dudes school around. sucks. Because if you say the whole school sucks, then that means when Bruce Lee went and kicked everyone's ass, it was like, "Oh well, it really wasn't that impressive." Well, no, 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 no. I meant to, I meant the Chinese anyway. school. They all kind of sucked. Now the Japanese <laughs> school, they were all pretty decent. And they all just kept jumping at Bruce. I mean, it doesn't matter if you have 25 guys that suck and you kick all their asses at once. That's still pretty impressive. Yeah, it's still 25 people. Well, okay, you got me there. more impressive if you kick 25 sucky guys' asses or two good guys' asses? 
Hmm. Well, he does both in this movie. He does. He does indeed. <laughs> he kicks all the asses. And then he hangs these 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 dog asses up on a telephone pole. Yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't remember that part either. I'm sure it was in the movie because it's plot driven, but I was like I forgot that there were these guys in disguise on public display. <laughs> yeah, and then he hangs and when they're talking, I'm like, "Oh shit. They hung dudes from a lamppost. Well, yeah. it was under their arms. I was yeah, fully yeah, expecting there, yeah. like neck stretched, head mm-hmm. tilted. And that one police dude going up the ladder is the strongest dude in the movie. Absolutely. Because he is easily carrying those oh. dead weight <laughs> bodies <laughs> Can we talk down about the- that rickety ladder can we talk about the police guys that were walking around in traditional chinese like long robes and but then the doors like was, ba- like dick tracy yeah it's awesome what Love was those guys I'm gonna and be that guys. was straight up i'm like Called there's fashion. an homage back to uh um crap what's the name of it kung fu hustle with the guys that played the yeah the stringed instrument and they had the hats Ooh, but they yeah, wore the traditional yep. out dude there were so many homages paid that i'm watching this movie going i know this fight but i know it from this movie or i know that move i know it from this movie that's how influential this movie is and was you know for future cinema but yeah no those guys were i was laughing at those guys and those other guys just kept following the one dude yeah he's like shit okay let's go i just i i love like I said, I, I love those scenes, and I love whenever Bruce would whip that ass, and he's just like, why you come out there? And he hit the dude in the stomach like 22 times and just kill him. Oh, that was a good one. I did like good. that. That was good. Yeah, I like that. that why didn't good. someone grab like a, did someone grab a cleaver and start working, you know, trying to work Bruce on that? I that was the other under, that was yeah. the other dude, right? The undercover other... guy that was hiding. Right. After he one punched the, the one dude. That he was just like. Yeah, I killed your teacher, like, instantly. And, like, the way his buddy looked at him, like, dude, you yeah, ran like, out. Shut up, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're saying too much, bro. Did his nipples give him away? Yes. I know. I, 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 I thought, I didn't know there was a difference between Chinese and Japanese nipples, but I guess there is. Okay, so I was not crazy when I went. Dude, were we supposed to look at the nipples? Because then he covers <laughs> the nipples. And I was like, I feel really weird when I got to get on the show and ask about this dude's nipples because we don't see the girl's it's nipples. The only way that we could figure it out. I was like, because I was like, are that are their faces painted? Because the Japanese guys called the Chinese guys yellow. That's why they called them sick men. And I was like, I thought that was like an all-encompassing racial slur. You know, I know we're treading very, very close on ice say we're here. being very, uh, but we're also just, we're, we're trying. We're not sure. Is, we're is, unsure because. Please educate I, us. <laughs> I thought maybe they had made their faces up type. Like the, the guy was washing his face at the time, but then they focus on his nipples. And I was like, I think the nipples gave him away. I don't know. All right, all right. I looked it up real quick. Dan looked and up Asian nipples. I did. What came up on that, that search go? result? Well, okay, so on karateforums.com, someone was like, dude, what was up with dude's nipples? And <laughs> dude goes, dude on this goes, it was not his nipple, even though I thought the same thing at first. Okay. It was actually going to the white band-aid around the Japanese man's stomach. Normal, Normally, Japanese people would have something like that on. And... 
that's i guess why like part of their tradition was they would wait they'd wear some type of girdle yeah kind of like almost like an underwear kind of like you know like um uh sumo okay they have the big band like i think it's called a washashi or something like that and they would have like that thing i guess it was supposed to be that was the big reveal was he was wearing one of those it didn't come across as that it came across across as like oh that's a japanese nipple i know my asian nipples damn it (laughs) because honestly i'm looking and going not that much different than my nipples am i i don't know we'll find out i'll ask and see what happens some decent nipples i I know his his nipples were a little they didn't look very good your nipples are symmetrical thank you i i pride myself no problem man nate how's your nipples doing very hairy all three of them yeah, you got three nipples. Are you a? F- Come on, can you see the I'm future? I'm a fortune teller. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Dave, for going there with me on that one. I like. Uh, uh, thanks, Kevin. You Smith. will have a podcast released in two, <laughs> three weeks. You will have a podcast released that will be really bad, and no one will listen to it. Oh. We're gonna get the first initial people that are subscribed, and then the word's gonna get out, and then zero. That's what's gonna happen. That's. Yeah, that Mawa- uptick's gonna go down. Yeah, it's called a Mawashi, the sumo. Okay, a, Mawa- a Milwaukee. All right, Mawa- we got. No, it. no, no. That's that's Milwaukee, which is Algonquin for the, the good, good land. land. <laughs> yep, we got that. <laughs> Thank you for going there with me, Dan. Now we all know where we're going here. Ah, uh, we lost Nate. Nate's, <laughs> Nate's yeah, on the floor. I can't, I can't do Milwaukee. <laughs> Milwaukee. Uh all right, guys. Um. Do you want to talk oh. about the final fight? Go ahead, Nate. Nate's like excited all of a sudden. Oh, Nate figured out. He remembered something. The double nut punch. The yeah, double, the double, the nut, double punch. nut punch. <laughs> yes. The Johnny Cage special. Yeah. Was oh, like, man. I, I even was How like, did that guy get up? <laughs> it makes I'm, sense. There's two nuts. There's two fists. Pow, get them both. Pow. That's what I told Jackie. I was like, look, he got number one and then a number two. And he, <laughs> he oh. wow, right into him. Two pieces of and biscuit. He just grazed the willy with the second one. Yeah. And then we also get Katana versus Fist, where then he knocks that Katana in the air, grabs that, that dude, pulls him down, right and then impales yeah. him. And yeah. I'm like, I was awesome. expecting him to knee the dude in the face until I, I remembered the sword was in the air. Defying gravity. <laughs> that, the other thing I learned from this is I want to live in a house with paper walls. Just so when I get mad, I can kick someone through it and then just redo it real quick. <laughs> yeah, just a real quick patch up work. Yeah. Every time Bruce Lee opened the door trying to find the main bad guy villain at the end, it's like, ah, ha, ha. no, he's not here. Ah, ha, ha. Oh, wait, yeah. he's not here. Was <laughs> it was like that episode of Family Guy where he's like, where am I, Lois? Yeah, where? Ah, I was in the Kwanzaa hut the whole time. <laughs> he goes into one, he's like, Scram, I'm looking for your boss. And like, the none of them scram. Uh, and then he just starts beating all their ass. When he like, shows up to fix the phones. He shows the fixed phones. He literally looks at him. He lifts the phone up, grabs a little screwdriver out of his pocket, and just sticks at the bottom and just turns his hand he around looking at people like and smiling. Okay, they're good now. Yeah, he's smiling. What do you mean so they're good much. now? We just saw you snip the wire out on the pole five minutes later. <laughs> the screwdriver didn't fix it, you dipshit. 
I was watching because that. that's the biggest thing I remember from this movie is the telephone repairman oh, bit, man. and I forgot Come he disguised on. himself as the newspaper guy in this too. Which was oh, hilarious. that was good. Yeah, that was good. He but was then he goes in the big boss's room to fix his phone, and he's like flipping, and they're talking business until they go. Oh shit! Maybe we shouldn't keep talking about killing the other school while the telephone repair man's in here. So he it just gets like smiles and nods, awkwardly and like... quiet, and everyone's like staring at him, and he's still smiling, spinning a screwdriver to nothing. Flips <laughs> the phone over and picks up the handle and clicks the top. Click, click, click. All good, <laughs> and hangs it back up. Yeah, okie We done. <laughs> and everyone was like, and they didn't even check that. Was like, oh okay, great. I'll no tell you right now, folks. I'm yeah. a prof- <laughs> I am a full-time professional apartment maintenance guy. Charlie is a full-time professional carpenter, contractor, and builder. When we build and or fix something, they come over and grab that son bitch and check it out right away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're listening on the receiver while you're fixing the yeah. phone. That I can't tell you how many faucets I fixed, and they turn it on before I even... I'm like, can I move my hands out from under the water, please? <laughs> Every time, people. Every time, man. Every time. So, but it breaks. It breaks when I do this. Yeah, Yeah, it's not supposed to do that. Stop it. (laughs) Why does my toilet always clog up when I put a a ham in it? Well, don't don't put a ham in it. Put your ham there. Well, the ham exit my body. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) My foot's going to exit your body when I kick you in the face. Hey, so the box office on this, by the way, was a hundred thousand dollar estimated. Most of that went to the sets. The traditional Japanese garden and building sets. To be it's awesome sets. Yeah, I yeah. Love it. That. that looks I mean, great. And this movie's only like an hour and forty minutes or so. To Jackie, it felt like eternity last night. It, it's eh, one of those older that. movies that do like they just feel longer because it is like an hour and forty six minutes. Yeah, and it was nineteen seventy two, Mister Nate. Yeah, well, now but, we have that cleared up. The movie grossed like a hundred million dollars worldwide. Well, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah, like the equivalent that. of like six hundred million today. Yeah. Six hundred million pounds. So it's got house by the cemetery money, Nate. Yeah, it's got that kind of money. <laughs> mm, very nice. Very nice. Oh man. Now do we talk about the final two fights? Let's yeah, talk about the final two fights. Final fight. yeah, yeah. The yeah. Russian fight where he I kicks love that the man Russian so fight. hard it cuts his forehead. Yeah, what was that? That was just a really powerful kick. <laughs> well, that'll teach him. That'll like teach it him. Split it open like he was cut, and Bruce is wearing not shoes because he took his shoes off, but he wasn't barefoot, was he either? Was he? Well, he was wearing like the little, I think, like traditional Chinese like slipper. I don't know. Like, Might have been that's what the was. name of it exactly, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like you knocked Bruce Lee down, but he only gained tenfold of power. Once you knocked him down into the grass. Yeah, Bruce would get knocked down, but he'd get up again. He'd get back up again. Knock him down, yeah. Mm -hmm. But when you put him in an arm bar, you best believe he's biting that ankle. I love that. Why would Because there was like a look when he got into the arm bar. He was like, oh, I've never been put in this before. (laughs) (laughs) I miscalculated greatly. (laughs) What happens now? uh, Just to let you know, the Russian that was played by Robert Baker was Bruce Lee's personal bodyguard. Oh, did not know that. Why did Bruce Lee need a personal bodyguard? Because if he had beat someone's ass, he would have went to jail. Bob would have done it. It was like, eh, well. well that that's remi- what there, Bob there's gets a, paid to do. 
there was a picture running around the internet of Jason Momoa's bodyguards, and they're smaller than him. So the yeah. joke was, it looks like the two mini bosses you had to fight before you got to the final boss exactly, of Jason Momoa. Man. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. But I, I and I, the, Nate's talking about where he bites him on the ankle. It also pans over to the Russian where he's like, "Is he allowed to do that kind of look <laughs> yeah, on his like, face?" Definitely, yeah. a, I've never been bit on the ankle before. <laughs> kind like, of face. Well, I mean, there's no referee, so like this is against the rules. Is this a point? <laughs> Someone go get me a nail so I can shove it through him or something. <laughs> right about now, though, if he would have lived and survived this fight, Netflix would have rebooted his story where he would be talking about that Bruce Lee won that fight by doing a dirty illegal move ankle bite. Yeah. Oh, so we would right. get the Cobra Kai connection is yeah. what we would, would be called the fury of the fist or something. Fury of yeah. the Russian, Russian yeah. fury, Russian fury. There you go. And the it's fury, just him the talking about how Bruce Lee it's, cheated the whole it'd be time. Russian fury and start Dolph Lundgren as a Russian and James Belushi. And they made that movie, but it was Arnold. Whatever. Same thing. <laughs> Red Heat. It's action show. Hey, speaking of Arnold, did you see the Super Bowl commercial where he was Zeus? I didn't watch it. I didn't you see didn't, that one. You I didn't realize that's what the, All right, the post Both of was you suck. No, because when so everyone hard. starts sharing that little movie poster, I went, they're doing the Bruce Willis Die Hard Battery thing. Yeah. I called it immediately because everyone's like, is there a new movie coming out? And I'm like, no, no Super Bowl's coming up. I will say the only commercial I watched from the Super Bowl was the realtor one. That was Barbie's dream house. That was good. That was quite possibly the greatest Super Bowl commercial. Nate, did you see the one with Larry David? I did not. Oh, he goes through like history. Like he's like a new shirt with a wheel. He's like, I call it the wheel. And Larry David's there in all like costume and stuff. Like in the Egyptian time, he goes, Nah, it'll work. And basically, it's like him just crapping on all these things. He's like, I know these things. Trust me. Hilarious. (laughs) Who's Larry David? All right. So, Fist of Fury. um, Fist of Fury, uh, Bruce Lee, kick people. Real good. Larry David's in that. Uh, He might have been. I don't don't think so. I don't know. But. Neither do I. Then we get. Now, final boss. Final boss against Mustache. Mustache Suzuki. <laughs> Man, really, you know what? You guys call these people mustache and mullet guy and glasses guy. It's almost like I'm watching an episode of MXT, Most Extreme Challenge. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really kind of. This is the most I extreme don't challenge names, episode. I go we off could redub it as MXT, and I think that would be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, you mean like Guy LaDouche? Yeah. Nate gets to be Guy LaDouche. <laughs> Nate's Guy LaDouche. I can't remember their names you're from the You're Captain Tennille. He's Guy LaDouche. I will be Captain Tennille. I don't That's remember the other two. Totally I don't fun. remember the main two guys, though. I remember you can be the You can be the announcer, the, the guy on the on the field announcing the stuff. I can't remember his name. That's that's uh, that's uh, Guy LaDouche. Was that, that LaDouche that, that was on the field? Yeah, yeah it looked like the, yeah. the, the uh, African hat, the uh, pith helmet. Yeah. The, oh, that's right. And then you had yeah. the guy in the yellow, the yellow like attire, not yellow, blue and red. Were the two guys that were like the announcers? Yeah, they sit there in like the traditional like samurai type of thing. Yeah, those and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched those in years. I don't know what the name was. They were great. They're on uh, Tubi. I I turn them on and fall asleep to them now. Tubi is the greatest thing ever. Right Tubi, now. It's you know what? Wonderful. I, 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 look, folks, if you guys are listening to my docile tones, I'm going to tell you, you right you ain't now, docile, maybe docile, but not docile. I don't know what docile even means. So. What you want, what you're saying to mean is what docile means. No, it's docile. Docile means calm. 
Yeah, I'm calm. So you guys out Son there, please, for the love of all that is holy, do not sl- I slept on Tubi. I'm an idiot. I'm a fool. I'm a jackass. I tried telling you. Again, Charlie, isolate that audio, audio for our, our bits. Thank uh, you. Tubi is magnificent. It is. And then, like, everyone that's listening is like, yeah, we already know. I know. Yeah, probably. Why are, yeah, like, why are on, your you lights idiot? flickering? I have my lights are flickering. I, I... The calls, we traced them, Dan. They're from coming from in your house. Get out of your house. Dan's like, I know. It's a podcast. I'm on it yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Unless Bruce comes through that front door and starts going, Whoa! I'm not too I'd be mustache guy. I'll whip his ass. Suzuki. Yeah, until, you know, you uh, kick him in the throat. And yeah, he flies 50 I'll, feet through I'll double a door. That guy. I ain't, ain't going to kick no one through the door because I got to fix it. It was a paper oh, door, true. so it's easy to fix. Yeah, paper door, very easy. I'm double man, did he go flying. He flew I a think long that's, way. That was actually Jackie Chan. <laughs> that was the Jackie Chan yeah. scene. Was it so, really? I didn't yeah, know that. He was the stunt double for the main boss. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, that's the one Jackie likes to talk about that Bruce accidentally kicked him. Like almost full force, but kind of caught it before it really did damage. But he played it out like he really got hurt, and Bruce was like, "Oh my god, are you okay? Like, are you seriously fine?" And Jackie Chan's like, "It, I didn't feel it, but I played it up because Bruce Lee was talking to me." So he kept, <laughs> he kept feeding it. Daniel, is there a ghost in the room? Yeah, now you're looking up. You're scaring me. I don't know what you guys talking about. Everything's cool. You take your you headphones sure? off. Like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good, man. Your I'm face, good. you look real white now. I've always been white, Nate. <laughs> oh, More white. Oh, oh. <laughs> Come on, guys. We're trying to keep this, you know. Actually, above. Charlie looks a little red in his face. Nate's pretty pale. It may just be your lighting. Oh, you're drinking oh, booze. Oh, it's the, yeah. It's the booze. <laughs> Alcohol does that. Oh, well, that's what I've been drinking. I mean, I know they're hard seltzer, so it's not much alcohol. But if you drink, like I said, six or seven, you're fine. You're drinking seltzer. Stop it. It's 5.0. It's like a Budweiser. Again, one, Tap. two, three, four, five, six. Uh, that's like 45% if you add them all together. Is that how that works? <laughs> Is that how the math works? <laughs> I, that... Check with Pete. Pete, can we get some clarification on that? I think it's still just five percent of however many ounces. I I might be hanging out with Pete tomorrow, so yeah. But at this point, that's forty-five percent of my of my my blood system is now seltzer. (laughs) Booze now seltzer. I believe the okay. So I okay. The reason I got a twelve of these was to experiment to see if they were worth a damn, and they're not bad. But what I've so they are worth a damn. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're worth a damn. Bud Light, this episode brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda. Worth a damn. Um, <laughs> these are really good, actually, because I'm going to use the hard soda, the cherry cola one specifically, to make rum and Cokes. Okay. So, I see what you're saying. It's not a rum and Coke. A rum and Coke. No, I'm going to substitute the Coke with the hard it's seltzer a, cola. A then it's not a rum and Coke. Sosa. Yeah, I know. It's going to be booze on booze. Why replace the non-booze element? I mean, take the non-booze element and put a booze element back into it. We're not putting ice in this bad boy. Yeah, what do you, what about, like in The Quiet Man, when I drink whiskey, I drink whiskey. When I drink water, I drink water. Uh, I I gave you that, but I hate seltzer water. Is The Quiet Man a, it doesn't taste like seltzer water. It tastes like, like flat soda. Not bad. Uh, That sounds worse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it kind of sucks. Hey, so. Would the Quiet Man qualify as an action movie because of the, all the fight scene? 
and hmm. the horse racing scene. I'd have to rewatch that, but I don't think I don't so. even know what the hell you're talking about right now. <sighs> He's still a baby, Dan. It's okay. Well, Dan totally threw his microphone yeah, off. Yeah, Dan the quit side, the show. Staring at us. It was he only still a got his cans on so he can hear us. All right, so we've done the uh, big boss fight. Dan's throwing everybody the finger, and we don't care. Not um, everyone. Just Nate. Yeah, That's but fair. it's the same camera, so I see it. Yeah, but you've seen the finger before. I you know, know I have. That's oh, that I know, I know the diff. Oh, so two means it's both of us, right? My bad. I don't understand subtleties, guys. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. All right, boys, body count on this one has an asterisk. I haven't had an asterisk in a while. Oh, really? So, body count for this movie is 34. And here's the asterisk. And honestly, I got to say, as a kid, I never put two and two together that at the end of this movie, Bruce Lee's character dies. Yes. Never. Correct. Never realized that as a kid. I always thought it was because they do the it's the freeze frame. He's jumped up in the air screaming. Then they play the sound effects of the guns going off and the cops yelling. I guess as a kid, I was too busy going ah! and never paid <laughs> attention. Realizing. Probably. Yeah. And so watching it last night, I'm like, did they kill Bruce Lee's character in this? And I'm like, yeah, they did. So I looked it up. And then I looked up a little bit more getting the body count. No, they didn't, because they retconned it in the redo of the what was the, of it. the movie you talked about, Nate. Well, there's Fists of Legend, which is just a standalone remake, but then they also there's a sequel, too. a sequel, too. yeah, that has uh, Donnie Yen, who is playing the character. So yeah, he where he's wearing a, like die. a mask. Um, so technically, as before that movie came out, the body counts thirty five because Chen dies at the end. But since that release of Fist of Fury 2, it's 34 because Chin survives. So that is our body count for the movie tonight, boys. Don't act excited. Don't all y'all jump up and down all yeah, at you once. Yeah, you know, honestly, it's it's higher than I expected. They like, I didn't realize a lot most of people of the school. do to start dying. But I like... just, yeah, but I mean, how can you really be sure it's not just an ass whooping and a death? Well, in the, the final end. thing when the Japanese come through yeah, the Chinese they're school, they're and... dead. Like the cops show up and their corpses laying everywhere. Didn't they say there's only like two people survived and one was like real effed up? Yeah, those like two that? guys yeah. they put in the chair are the only ones alive. Right. And I don't know why he was getting a massage. That was weird Who too. Who doesn't Apparently want a massage? We should, you know, shouldn't have seen in the high def. Right. But no, and then Bruce actually kills. I'm guessing dude that took the chucks to the dome. Oh, probably yeah, died. He, he didn't die right there, but, but he probably I'm died. fairly certain he went and died later on. And the then dudes that took the chucks to the ankles probably died because they went to get up and like their ankles failed and they fell on the steps and snapped their naps. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but I can't count all of those, but the ones that are on screen and they were counted out, including the two guys that were hung from the lamppost, all that stuff. It's 34, not counting chin at the end. So I'm still is... okay. So I still, I, I, 
reject the non-Chin dying scene and still claim that Chin died at the end of this because Fist of Fury so, two doesn't count and it's dog ass. So Dan is, that the is one with Bruce Lai, the guy that looks like Bruce Lee, and they yeah. start putting him in all of it, those movies and advertising it that it was yeah. one of his. You mean the guy that looks like Charles Bronson? That they're doing, doing that right to now. right now, the yeah. gardener and all that, that stuff. That dude yeah. looks so much like Charlie And they're calling Bronson. him like it's Charles Bronsini or something. Yeah. 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 Charles so Bronsini. And like, I've watched bit like, clips to that dude's movies, and they look like hot garbage. I won't I, I say. I don't even see entertainment value in them. Dude, there's a lot of hot garbage on Tubi, by the way, if you do look. Deep, well, there deep, is. Deep, oh, deep, yeah. Deep into the... <laughs> sections nate did you even try to watch the one pete recommended to us in the group chat that sunday uh or no. saturday oh I my feel god like i'll let pete take the hit yeah. on that one uh, i think you've missed out on the first eight. Oh, minutes. you know what i'm thinking of a totally different movie my no. bad i haven't checked out that other one <laughs> you need to and we're we'll, being very mysterious right now we will because yes. i want to bring it back up when pete's back on the show um so let's, i forgot uh, about that one let i watched it, i watched robot jacks I love Robot Jocks. It was fantastic. The transfer's good. It's awesome. I love that movie. All right, boys. I think this is only fitting. And speaking of Robot Jocks, here's the, the, the crossover. The guy that's in it as the scientist plays Sato in Karate Kid 2. Oh, that's right. There's the karate tie-in. I'll Sato. be damn. Oh, right, hold now on. You can, now you can uh, hit I, the button. Let me hit the button here. Oh, oh wrong one. That's it. This is the one we had. <laughs> Uh, it fits, though, with this episode. So yeah, I, I fear so. that would make a lot of sense. I thought it fit. That's why yeah, I did it. That's, that's good, yeah. <laughs> that's why I hit the button, guys. Uh, I hit the button. <laughs> Nate, go ahead and give it a two. Piss off, Charlie. No, you give it a two. I am never giving anything to Bruce Lee in a two. Damn straight. It's kind of how I have to feel on this one. This is an odd one to Charlie, rate Charlie, you me. start with this one. You want me yeah. to start? So I'll yeah. start because... I, I have to look at this movie totally different than I would any other like action movie that we pick and throw on here. It, it's a product of its time, 100%. This is just sure. how those movies were done. Yes, the audio is atrocious. Yes, Bruce Lee yells at everything, and you find yourself laughing, even though you know that's what is he's known for. The fighting is awesome and hilarious at the same time. Like, Bruce Lee's fights were cool. I'm laughing at the other two schools fighting each other. I was laughing that whole segment. Um, Story-wise, had I not known all of the underlying tones that I only realized last night, the story would have been just your basic revenge, go kill the guy that killed my teacher. Now I have more insight on it. So I'm giving this a six and a half. I, I feel like that's still very fair for a Bruce Lee movie because, like Dan, there are other Bruce Lee movies I rate higher than this one strictly on those are the ones I remember the most. Enter the Dragon and, you know, the the um, the name of it's totally lost me. The game of Death. Game of Death. I kept wanting to say Most Dangerous Game. I was like, that's not it. That's definitely um, not it. That's definitely not it. <laughs> he would have kicked that bear in the fate. When uh, was, that's a different oh, movie. Mortal Kombat prequel i don't know it was that one um that's close enough but no i think i'm gonna i'm gonna put this at a six and a half i think there are better bruce lee movies but this is still one that i feel like everyone should watch and there were a ton of 
when you see screen grabs on online of Bruce Lee or a GIF, there's a lot of them that came from this movie. Mm-hmm. There, you know, that are straight up like yeah, like Last he's Dragon his arms real fast and it slowed all down. Totally the glow, which I was like, oh crap, this is the one from the glow. You know, all this stuff, uh, the nunchuck scenes. I was like, okay, I love all of what they're doing here. I appreciate it. It's awesome. I still got to go about six and a half on this one, guys. Nate? Oh, man. For me, I'm going to go a little bit higher. It's an eight. Um, That's a little bit higher. That's a pretty big jump. I just, I really love this movie, even with uh, the weird tones that I did not realize when I was younger. And, like, it sucks, but I also, like, realize it's a product of its time. And yes. that's one of those things it's I've always kind of tried to go back to. I don't try to villainize anything if I realize what part of history it is. And then also realizing when the movie takes place as well. So and just kind of like re- making about that. And then just strictly focusing on the fights and everything that Bruce does. And just like the classic story of revenge. Like, I don't think there's any Bruce Lee movie I would rate below an eight. Truthfully, like I just I love the man's work so much so it's hard for me to to but i also get it like i totally understand if jackie's like this movie needs to end because there's just something about the way that these are filmed these old films where they do kind of drag at certain points and you're like trying not to look at your cell phone and like trying not to doodle in my notes or something like that you I, know I, I tell you, and you made me realize one thing that I, I, I think I meant to bring up. There is one part of this movie I actually have issue with. We got the final fight before we saw the school get murdered. So, oh, yeah, that is true. Yeah, it's I, but I don't think it's bad editing. I think that's literally how they wrote the story, because then all the cops show up and Bruce comes through the window after killing yeah. the other guy but i'm like but i think a this is what i was thinking of today was i am a product of the 80s and 90s there are in action movies there is an a b c d to the point of the end of the movie for the final fight that really didn't exist when these movies were being done so bruce was going for his ultimate revenge against the people that killed his teacher while being blinded to the fact that there was something else more important happening sure. that he wasn't there for, and then he has to pay the price by jumping out, and as Dan says, we're going to go with the fact that he gets killed by the cops, as long as the school doesn't get touched. Yeah, well, yeah like that he makes deal. the ultimate sacrifice. Right, well, he decides that the vengeance for the teacher was more important than protecting the school, which yes. in reg- in ultimately was in my opinion a disrespect to the teacher because the teacher oh, it was he would oh, have sure. much rather the school continue on go on stay strong and that legacy as opposed to a revenge plot now yeah. obviously bruce's character chin he had to eliminate the japanese school because they were a threat to his master's school but yes. That I don't believe that's what he was intending. I think he wanted to kill the person responsible for his master's death. Right. At any cost, regardless of the consequences. Then he finally realized... There was a consequence. Oh, 
oh hell, I, I've I've caused this damage to my my school. Yeah. And the legacy of the teacher, I have to eat this. And yeah, that's but, what he does. So really that was the only thing to me that I guess because of the movies I normally watch felt odd to me that it was like that was weird to have that final scene after the death of the people that ordered it. You know, you would have thought that the other guy he killed with the sword flying through the air yeah. would have been leading the group of students in there, but he wasn't. It was a little disjointed as far you, as me for story. You're telling. used to you used to RoboCop killing Clarence and then walking off into the sunset. Well, no, I'm used to RoboCop killing Clarence and then having the showdown with the big boss, Dick Jones, mm. at the end and shooting him and him flying out yeah. the window. There was there's yeah. an order I'm used to, Dick and Jones this sucks. movie didn't have that order in place. Right, and it's probably all based on the type of storytelling. I can't say that they did it wrong. I found it disjointing, and that may be one of the reasons why I've rated it a little bit lower. That makes because sense. that was a thought that I just no, didn't that's bring totally up fair. till now. Yeah. So what you're saying it was, it was shot weird. Ultimately, it was shot weird, <sighs> and what from Paris with Love <laughs> ranks higher than Fisher uh, Man, I just give you an opening to bullshit, do a bunch bullshit, of uh, bullshit, bunch bullshit. of gifs and memes of you kicking Charlie in the face with Bruce Lee. Good job. I know. I can't wait for a nunchuck uh, to get to his ankle. That's right. Nunchuck Hello, flea market trip. All right. So, Nate, you want to go to the Dirt Mall on the west side? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Okay. Well, I won't call this weekend. We're going next I know where weekend. the Dirt Mall is. Yeah. You, you go next you, weekend. Oh, man. You had like explosive diarrhea at the mask. Dirt Mall once. I did, man. Yeah. Oh, what do you get, Bad Nate? place for that. I'm going to get a luchador mask and some nunchucks. That's fine, but you got to pop a zit inside the luchador mask. <laughs> That's another story for another day. All right. I am looking at this movie as... Again, like Nate said, this is Nate's favorite of the big Bruce Lee five. It's not my particular favorite of the Bruce Lee five because of nostalgia colored glasses. My favorite is uh, Enter the Dragon because, again, that's the the first to me. That's the, the quintessential cookie cutter, boom, Bruce Lee thing. However, this movie does set up a lot of what's to come. They took scenes from this directly to help finish Game of Death. Yes. Of course, the nunchucks, classic Bruce, comes out of this, starts from this, rather. Yep. You've got the slow motion, you know, kata type of hand thing going directly out of this. And you've got a predecessor to a ton of other martial arts movie not ripoffs but uh, homages homages yeah absolutely so watching this movie and especially watching it with the dub is a little off it's almost rather i'd rather almost watch it in like mandarin or cantonese or whatever and just have the subtitles Mm -hmm. but i'm still rating this movie an eight it's not my favorite bruce lee movie Again, like Nate said, I don't know if I can rate a Bruce Lee movie under eight, except maybe Game of Death because he's not in it all the way. And but the movie that one still would have an asterisk for me. You yeah, know? it'd be super, like oh, still this super entertaining movie, six, only because it's unfinished. Yeah, it, 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 the Game of Death. Yeah, but you went, can't you can't fault Bruce Lee for that though. No, no exactly. No, no, that's no, why it have the asterisk that makes yeah, it an eight. Absolutely. If Bruce <laughs> would have went through the whole thing, it'd probably be like a ten. But like, I mean. 
when Bruce's character comes up about uh, on on Kareem and he stands up and just kicks him. I mean, yeah. there's there's scenes in this movie that's unreal. But anyway, uh, Fist of Fury, I'm giving it an eight. I love it. It's Bruce. I have a weird affinity for Bruce, I guess some people could say. Um, and you may not have expected it, but that's uh, that's how I feel about Bruce Lee. Uh, I mean, I, I, I want to say I'm surprised, but I'm not. And I'm also realizing that it is a product of I... And it's a lot of dad. Like we did watch some martial arts movies, but mm-hmm. we went for the run and gun movies. That's well, what. Yeah, like a lot I of these was movies, more brought up on. Yeah. A lot of these movies you rank real high because of the nostalgia value Absolutely. of them to yeah. you. And I don't have that uh, all the time, right? Like this one, I have that huge nostalgia backpack attached to this movie that I have to bring with it. Right, and I get that, and that's yeah. why I also get, like, Nate. Nate has a strong attachment sure. to it. And this is probably one of the few we've done where I am literally looking at it critically to be able to even bring about yeah. how certain yeah. scenes were shot that felt odd to me. So it was shot weird. Okay, yeah. It was, again, it was, it was shot like, weird. It was shot <laughs> weird. Right. No, I, I, don't, I think the movie was shot well. Again, they, they put the money into the sets. I thought it was filmed on location on a lot of things. Um, well, well I it, was, actually, it was shot on location in Hong Kong, but well, I also found out something. I was watching some interviews of Bruce Lee before we filmed. I was just trying to see if there was anything I wanted to add to the show that they bring up the fact that back then, uh, filming happened from like 12 a.m. to 5 to 6 a.m. Right. Because that's when it's quiet. Right. Once everyone's awake in like Hong Kong and place like that. It's impossible to film because of the noise. It's just an incessant roar and noise and cars and sounds that a lot of movies, even if it would have been on a soundstage still started filming at 12 AM to like five, six AM. Mm-hmm. That was classic and for them. Yeah. That yeah. Was Bruce a, was talking about, yeah. and I was like, that was, that made Standard. so much sense that you, maybe they couldn't go to certain places during the day sure. because you're like, how, how are they getting in there? And that makes a lot more sense watching this now. And, you know, I may go back through and rewatch all of these and go, I, I was overly critical about this movie, but at least it's an honest review yeah, of and, it. And, and that's what all, that's all that matters yeah. at the end of the day with this yeah. show, especially is that as long as you are, honestly reviewing a movie based on your particular criteria and we're not a movie review show no 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 but i mean this portion of it i'm giving my honest opinion yeah absolutely that's probably the better word yeah as long as you do that i don't care if you give it a two if you give it a 10 you give it an eight we care if it's a two because we'll get sued yeah i don't know if any other movies want to get a two it's possible uh but try me yeah that's yeah. a challenge nate <laughs> charlie you pick one <laughs> you know what there's one number beyond two um so um this yeah like you said as long as you come towards it with honesty you yeah. know honesty in your heart when you watch a movie and you and you have your opinion and i love fine. bruce I lee care. i mean yeah, yeah, i have already said oh no he's a I huge influence think that you're you know, I'll, I'll rate Dragon the Bruce Lee movie an eight right now. I can tell you that's how much I love that Bruce. flipping movie. It's not, but that's how much I love the movie about yeah. Bruce. Yeah, that movie wouldn't exist 
without Bruce. You well, know, course, I mean, yeah. that's absolutely. I mean, that's but, literally I the mean, reason I know about the man. <laughs> like, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's uh, and then watching Jackie watch this and someone that this may have been possibly that her might have first, been her first introduction to Bruce it, Lee. I never yeah. asked her if that yeah. was it. I'm like, and of course, she knows who Bruce Lee is. Sure, she is of aware of Bruce. She's Lee. a human being. And then she's watching this going, wow, everything you hear about the wah, or the bad dubs that doesn't just come from Godzilla movies, it's all real. The stories were true. It's right there. And watch, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's it's the Han Solo moment. It's all real. Everything. Uh, everything. All of it. Wait till she watches Guardians. Um, I think so, I'm looking forward to watching that. Let's go. Let's get towards the end here. Why we are you the hit? end. Why don't um why don't we well Nate's we yawning. We have yeah. uh, some announcements. Yeah, Nate's yawning, so I know he's tired. Announcement uh, I've number gone one. through six of these seltzers, so I gotta use the restroom. But let's do announcements. Nate, yes. do you have any announcements to make? Literally nothing. Thanks, Nate. Charlie, <laughs> what are your announcements, sir? So yeah, we got a couple, we have a few big announcements to make for the Give Me Back My Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the finally aired, finally teased for months on end. It feels like the Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling is live and on. It is happening. Um, don't know how many episodes will be out by the time you hear this, but one is definitely out for sure. I believe one will be out. The second will be in the can and, and being processed for, for drop at that point. And the second one might be out, actually. I'm recording it next week. So, Yeah, we're about two um, weeks out. So, so right yeah. That. So, myself and Jimmy Street, we do the Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling every other week where we talk about old school pro wrestling, 80s, 90s primarily. But how, not only just that old school stuff, but how it relates to the current products out now. Uh, we're going to have some guests. We're going to have some segments. We have some ideas that we've talked about. I hope that everyone enjoys it. It's going to get fun, more fun, even as we yeah. go with some more stuff. Uh, we it'll allevi- it'll evolve. It'll, it'll evolve. evolve. We've alleviated some of the sound issues you may have heard, uh, but we're going to be good to go. And yes, it, we had teased it for a while. It's finally out. Charlie, kiss my ass. It took a while. Don't care. You're going to call me out on things. I'm going to call about you out damn on things. time. Yeah, my back, Nate. y'all. My computer sucks and it crashed a few times. Yeah, my yeah. computer. If you guys want to send Month me money in. for a new computer, that'd be great. Uh, but yes, give me back my pro wrestling. Uh, pretty happy with it. I believe at the time of this uh, release, we've we on our first episode, we've had a pretty good uh, initial kickstart. So pretty. Happy. Yeah, we we've uh, we've started it on a couple of other channels. Uh, again, if you're listening to this, you probably saw it pop up yep. on your podcatchers. We played the very first episode. This show is on its own feed. So to hear the second, yes. and cons- the following, go to theirs. You can go to our groups links. We'll have everything ready to go. Right. Um, other two announcements. We are adding two other shows to our network. We have I Know You Hear Me podcast with Flynn Hendricks, which is an excellent interview podcast. I recommend everyone go check them out. Give them a follow. Well, yes, I, Dan. Also, I also hope that Flynn opens an arcade eventually. Dan loves that joke, so we can get the uh, Tron joke in there. I just uh, love Tron, man. 
Flynn is a voice actor. He is also a independent professional wrestler. I guess that's the correct term to use, right, Dan? Correct. Okay. Um, indie wrestler, something like that, I guess, is, would be yeah. another way you yeah. could say it. Uh, and he has a second show he has started with a very good friend of his, Jeff, called Tales from the Haunt. They are actually actors in haunted houses and have been for quite a while. And they're going to be telling stories about their time being actors in haunted houses. Some of the behind the scenes stuff, some funny things that have happened. So we uh, we got those guys coming in. We're super excited to have them. They are old friends of Jimmy's from his Nashville days. So it was really good to uh, to offer them to join us in what we're doing here. And they jumped in and it's been awesome. So also you will have seen we've updated several logos we yes. have uh new artwork uh our buddy sludge is a machine <laughs> i don't know where he has time between making 90 percent of the music for our shows he's now our graphic designer everything is almost done in-house it's crazy plus i've been in communication with him as we record this episode uh for another um project that he's we working have, on we have and, another project uh, the man doesn't sleep no, and between uh, my input on that project, he says, I'll get back to it because I'm also in another project. So <laughs> so we have He's that. Doing multiple things at once. <laughs> and a lot of people, if you listen to both shows, you heard our new floating co-host and his premiere last week. We have Pete from Good Beer, Bad Movie is now, uh, right now we're shooting for every other horror show to have Pete on and uh, the alternating show that he's not on we'll have a special guest not ready to announce that one yet once we get scheduling figured out um but we will have a quite the stable of talent i have to say you know we have a hell of a lot of cool things coming down the pike so we promised it long enough yeah i mean you know what though charlie i mean nate you're yeah, you just sit over there and rub your eyes i'm just here you know Nate's what? trying not to fall asleep we, we talked about this for three four months then we made the 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 podcast started the network has flourished to see where we're at today compared to then we're just over a year old oh yeah and to see where we're at now and to see the things that we already have confirmed for the future yeah we're some of these are way past concept Oh yeah, like some, yeah, we there's there's stuff that's done and and locked in and everything yep. else coming up. It's really really cool and it's all because of you guys. It's because if we didn't have listeners, we wouldn't why bother, you know, if we didn't have the feedback, why bother? If we didn't, you know, have these and that's the thing that's great too. Beyond Nate who was a friend for a long time, Beyond Jimmy, who is your relative, everyone else that has now grown into our family of of the network here, we're all listeners at one time. Yeah. They're all people that listened to the action podcast. You know, Sludge and the guys came on. Pete came on. Yep. Uh, the guys for the new shows, the I know you can hear me and stuff. They came on. Jimmy latched it. You know, so... I know we said it a long time ago, and I've said it multiple times. This podcast and the entire network is for you. I mean, obviously, we love doing it. We come up with some decisions. We make some stuff, We this, that, and the other. But, like, 
without you, it doesn't happen. And for those of you that want to help, want to be involved, love it, please share out all of the shows, share out the network, share out the links, the social media, grow this to the point where it's a huge beast that we can't contain any longer because the more it grows, the bigger it grows, the more we're able to do with it. And it's amazing that we went for just over a year and this is what we're, we went from, Hey, Charlie, you want to do a podcast? Yeah, I guess. What do you want to do it on? I don't know. Action movies. Sure. To now having what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven podcasts. Seven's the count right now. Plus one more in the works and one in the works one adjacent and and then a whole other atmosphere idea yes and then all the other side stuff that's not podcast related it's pretty amazing and it's because of you guys thank you thank you thank you so much the way to help share it join us subscribe on wherever you have your podcatchers um Podbean, you can rate now. Apple, you can rate, comment. Uh, get on the Facebook groups. Every show has a Facebook group and the network has one. Get on our Instagrams. All the shows have Instagrams. Um, you can email us here at this show, which is basically the email it's we the use for the network now. Yeah. yeah. GMBMAMPOD at gmail.com. Get on there. Uh, send us feedback, talk to us. You want to, you know, someone wants to be a guest on the show. You want to be a guest on the show. Let us know, reach out to us. We love talking to you guys. Um, you know, we always want to thank Mount Empire Comics, Johnson City in Bristol, Tennessee, Diane, Rob, out those guys. Check out Facebook. We've got some big things set up with them adjacent with us and stuff coming up, you know, down yep. the, the pipe. And there's a lot of other podcasts out there that have been instrumental to us by just throwing out some, hey, good job, guys. Or, hey, we like this. Or, hey, can we share this? Or, hey, can we do this with you guys? Yep. We love it. We, we really appreciate all this. All right. That's my gushiness. That's, that's me. I was extra squishy Dan, Nate. Dan Stroke. No. Yeah, Dan's drunk. That's six Dan's seltzer drunk. Dan. That's what it was. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> at six seltzer Dan yet. Not yet, but I do have to pee. Uh, Dan's like, I give it six seltzers. I love you guys. Seltzers. You're the no, best. I know. Maybe I, I should know be on the good beer, bad you. movie night pod. Uh, <laughs> but no, seriously. I mean, it's like, you know, you two especially know a little bit more of me and my story. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that I'm able to do this. Absolutely. Oh, thanks. Guys. Same. Love it. Nate, be quiet. Um, <laughs> I'm back, Charlie. You got anything to 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 add to? Any I of that? I think you you've hit every high point. Uh, just everybody get on the social medias to stay completely up to date. And we um, will have merch. Yes, as I've we said, we're merch. merch is coming. Current climate with everything going on takes a little bit longer, but bear with me. I'm trying to find the best for the people that buy it and the best for us. Correct. So it's a two way street. And the other podcast that's podcast adjacent that's part not part of the network is the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast that Jimmy also hosts. Pop over there. Just, just, just get over there. Well, we play their commercial. Just get over there. They get commercial spots. Yeah. We'll talk more about that later. Yeah. Nate, you got anything besides... <laughs> um, 
Nope, you're good. Uh, well, Charlie. Well, I almost had a thought. Give oh, me a sec. Shit. Here we go. Oh, nope. It fleed. It fleed. It's yeah, gone. It fleed. It, 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 it fleed? It fleed. It fleed. Dan, get us out of here. For Nate, for Charlie, for myself. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. Next week, check out the Boys and the Horror Network. Uh, the the next week, check out the Boys and the Horror Pod. Until then, uh, bye. Waka! Charlie, you got anything? Nate, how could you do something so dumb? Then totally redeem yourself. I knew you'd say that. Am I the meanest? Sure enough. Am I the prettiest? Sure enough. Am I the baddest mofo low down around this town? Sure enough. Well, who am I? Sure enough. Who am I? Sure enough. I can't hear you. Sure enough. Shogun of Harlem. Kiss these converse.